This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Apparently you have to say pro. <laughs> pro. Like if you, you just, pro. if you live in a PS4, people will just assume you have the boring, yeah. non-4K version of yeah. PS4. But if you say pro, they'll go, oh. Whoa. And you know what? I can tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah, when I played it on your TV yeah. versus my TV, yeah. I was like, yeah, mine's better. Yeah, is it better? Yeah. The f extra 3,000 pixels, you could totally tell. I know I'm saying it in a way that suggests that you can't, and it sounds sarcastic, but yeah. you can totally <laughs> tell that it is time for another Geek Pants Camcast! Yeah, that's right, you didn't think of that, we knew you were here, but we knew the entire time. Yeah. The entire time. And you know how we knew? Because Kenneth had to press record. Mm -hmm. So once again, thanks for showing up, thanks for watching. But you have a sixth sense. I, could I possibly have a Chris Tingle? Is that a subtle reference to what we are talking about today? It could be. It could be. Like, Your shirt kind of gives it away. And so does you. Well, yours my, gives it away. My, my yours is blatant. We could be talking about Spider-Man PS4. Yours. That's true. We could yours. be. But yeah, mine is a yes. Midtown High School t-shirt. I think you can only go so far with that. That's true. We are talking about the MCU Spidey. That's right. Means... The latest edition in the ongoing saga that is the life of Peter Parker in the MCU slash Sony Cinematic Universe. I'm not sure what they call it. Man, whatever they're going with this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know. Uh, um, we are talking about Far From Home. Far From Home. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I love that. Uh, did you read that recent interview with Tom Holland? Where he's like, it's hilarious because when we shot Homecoming... I was in, like, the other side of the world away from my family. But when we did Far From Home, I was 20 minutes from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, but that's yeah, hilarious. I was like, that's pretty That funny. is really cool, that's though. That's really cool. Because he's British. Because he's British. Yeah. And, like, like But you British. wouldn't know because he hides that accent. Well. He's, like, he, and he's British. Like, he's, Oh, he's very British. He's the kind of British where, like, like you think British and you think, like, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Yes. Where it's that posh, almost James Bond mm -hmm. British. Mm -hmm. You don't think, like... Street urchin, yeah. Street urchin, like scum, not scum, but like I don't know, street punk. Yeah, like almost, uh, almost limey, like almost like oh hello there, you know. You're like oh my god. <laughs> Sounds like poor British, I guess I yeah. should say. <laughs> he's obviously not poor, but he's got problems. <clears throat> yeah, he just he just sounds like he's uh, you know. But anyway, um, but yeah, so that's actually really funny. Far from home. Far from home. Uh, very, very hugely anticipated for me because, because unlike you, I was more of a fan of Homecoming than you were. Indeed. Yes. But I will say, uh, the interesting part for me is the Spider-Man Peter Parker that you see in Civil War and both Avengers is also really good. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. They're close, but they're not quite the same. Mm -hmm. They're not quite the same. But, uh... But yeah, but anyway, so if we're looking at like a total arc so far, I feel like this is where we're getting closer to the version of Spider-Man that we're all accustomed to, like yeah. in terms of the Raimi version or others are closer to that because, uh, and I had said this, I had said this, well, like wait for Far From Home to come out. Yeah. And I, I, 
I guarantee you'll have a changed opinion on this. It's not a perfect Spider-Man. Or a perfect Peter Parker. No. By any means. It's but a fun movie, though. He's I, really close. I'll straight up say, like, right now, I enjoy Far From Home way more than Homecoming. So did I. So did I. And I really liked way Homecoming. More. I really liked Homecoming. And thank God it's doing well, because otherwise we'd be going through the same spiky situation where Sony pulls the rug from underneath the Yeah, I, I heard ended. about that. I heard did you, about did that. Did you read the $1 billion dollar make a billion, clause? then it's right yeah. back to yeah. Sony. Yeah, we'll do Homecoming and your little movies, but then Far From Home must make a billion dollars or we pull back the rugs. Yeah, which, to be fair, they have every right to do that. Yeah, because um, that's why they went with Marvel, is to make more money. Right, especially it. because like they sat there and they said, okay, we, we had a really good idea for the first two Spider-Man movies. Yep. Kind of went off the rails on the third Spider-Man movie. So they thought, okay, maybe we got to reassess things. Mm-hmm. Can't be Spider-Man 4, so let's reboot it. Uh, which, I mean, at some point I think we'll get to those, maybe. <laughs> um, I feel like I've said it. I, I think people know exactly how I feel about them. Amazing Spider-Man 1, all right. All right. There was things that I liked about it, but there was a lot of things I didn't like about it. Um, but like, if we use Amazing Spider-Man as sort of like the middle point, yep. which obviously it is, it's yeah. the bridge point. Yeah. We can already like we're already griping about how Ben Parker isn't the big focal character, and even in this one, Aunt May not so much either. Um, so the two parental figures in his life are. They were already being phased out in Amazing Spider-Man. Because they had, uh, like Amazing Spider-Man 2, they had uh, Richard Parker, Peter's father, be the guy that says, with great power comes great responsibility. So they were already trying to push away from Ben. I know they were doing it to do a different spin on Spider-Man, but I feel like it's one of those things where, for some reason, they're trying to get away from that Ben Parker. Like, at least they had the, the death of Ben Parker, and that was the reason why he did it. But then the second that they had him say, or Richard Parker say that in the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. Like, I mean, at least we're not getting that, you know? Like, we're not having him say those words and say that they came from Tony. He's just... Nobody said it to him yet, right? No. The, uh, that, the closest he's ever got to... exist. The closest universe. he's ever got to was in Civil War where he said... Uh, uh, when you can do the things that I do, and uh, and you don't use it to help people, then the bad things happen, then that's on you. That's the closest that he got to that. And I remember being in the theater with Civil War when he, when he says those lines, and I'm just looking at this kid. Yeah. Who had, I think at the movie time, or movie age, cinema, he was like 14, 15, maybe just barely 14. And here's this kid who's like, so that's why I'm... Spider-Man because you know mm-hmm. he's not saying with great power comes great responsibility because yeah. for some reason he can't say that anymore. Is that not part of the clause? It should be. Like if, if Uncle Ben starts running around in Venom going, "Hey Venom, with great power comes great responsibility." Like, oh yeah, well there it is. Yeah, there it's it like, is. Like he even, was part of the <laughs> even Ultimate Spider-Man. Like my one of my favorite scenes in Ultimate Spider-Man, seminal run by Mark Bagley and uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, the talk with Aunt May and Peter Parker. Yes. So this is after, like, this is where she finds it. Great issue. And it was always those Bendis one-offs where it was just, like, two characters talking that were, like... Highlights. Highlights. Number 13 with Mary Jane. 
love that issue. Especially because, like, we're coming off, like, an eight-issue stretch with yeah. the Clone Saga. Yeah. And this is where she found out that he was Spider-Man, and they couldn't even talk about it because all this other shit was happening. Yeah. And she had a heart attack on top of that. So then finally they're having the conversation, and she was just like, well, like, why do you do it? And he just point blank goes, with great power comes great responsibility. And she goes, Ben, he said that all the time. And then she got it. Like, right away, she was like, okay, all right. So I'm still holding out for our Ben Parker moment. I really am. I'm hoping that they don't uh, totally cast that off to the side in favor of Tony Stark being the parental figure uh, because I'm not against the idea of having a, a sorry dad figure because you could have, okay, well, Ben died, so he latched onto Tony Stark. Tony Stark died. So then, spoilers, he latches onto Quentin Beck, Mysterio, from yeah. the alternate dimension, 8334. <laughs> By the way, I called that shit. You called that? I fucking called, called that, that shit. Go back in the campcast. I yeah. called that shit. Anyway, um, I won't go too <laughs> ahead. But yeah, so like you could see this as a young kid trying to find that mentor figure, that father figure. Yeah. Um, I feel like like after Mysterio though, and everything else that happens in the movie, that he's kind of reached a breaking point. It's kind of like, okay, every fucking dad figure I have in my life dies. Like I can't no, no more, no more, mm-hmm. no more. Especially after the events of this movie. But, uh, but anyway, uh, many, many rants aside, I was hugely, hugely excited for this movie. Um, you were, I think we've talked about this movie for the last three or four campcasts. Four, yeah. Four. It was four. In some way, shape, or form, I've (laughs) mentioned this movie, uh, at least once or twice, and then went on at least a five to eight minute rant about how pumped I am for this movie. So imagine my surprise that I came out of the theater without any sort of like, well, without any glaring like, ah, you know, I really kind of wish. Because like I've said in Homecoming, overall, great. A little heavy-handed with the Iron Man stuff, although I maintain that that's part of the arc for him to get away from being what he feels he should be and get back to what he should be, which is Spider-Man and not like Iron Man. Spider Junior or whatever the hell the term would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, Iron Man's not even in this movie yet. It feels like he's in this movie more than Homecoming, which is funny. I, but I, I thought that was kind of interesting because again, like we're we're talking about a kid who, uh, really in a short amount of time, like maybe two years, he's went from being like a low level like sweatpants wearing superhero, yeah. like a was a YouTube sensation mm-hmm. to uh, teaming with the Avengers against other Avengers, yep. right? To actually becoming an Avenger and getting an upgraded suit after he uh, single-handedly took down the Vulture and saved, uh, well, at least Happy's job. Yeah, you know, and a large portion of uh, of New York's coast, right? Uh, Coney Island, I think it's called. Yep, or whatever, and then dies, <laughs> you know, comes back, watches his mentor die, sacrifice himself. Immediately. You know, like, he's yeah. back, they get, like, a quick two, maybe ten minute beat between the, the hug and the fights and everything, and then he's gotta say goodbye to his mentor who does the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. 
comes, you know, and then has to readjust back to the world after the blip, which is stupid. I don't like the blip. The blip? No, the blip is dumb. Could we not call it the snappening? The snappening is so much better. <laughs> or even, uh, what was it? The decimation. Yeah. That was what they called it in Endgame, was the decimation. Instead, we called it the blip. Maybe it's just because it's the high schoolers. The blip is the PG-rated version for high schoolers? Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess. I, mean, I guess. And yeah, sure, they played the, the blip for laughs. You know, like heavy laughs they played it for. Like Whitney Houston singing that song, and then you get the yeah, montage. Yeah, you know what, that opening? That opening was hilarious with the horribly cut video, high school video. Yeah. Right. I, I did not expect to... Uh, I Okay, I didn't expect them to handle the heaviness of Endgame. In such a f- almost flippant manner, like I was just like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" Like yeah. it was so funny. I was laughing the entire intro. I just thought it was hysterical. Um, and oh, don't let me forget. Uh, there's a YouTuber, our YouTube channel called High Top Films that I follow, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a huge Spider-Man fan. Wish I had a pen here so I can make notes sometimes. He actually, he actually said this movie broke him. He where the opening? The or whole just... movie. The whole movie broke him. This version of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. High Top Game? High Top Films. 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 Right. And not that I'm going to say he's wrong by any means. I'm just, I'm almost going to implore him to maybe, maybe just maybe open it up a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, this is a character that's been around since 1962. So this is a character that has an established uh, run up until one more day of Spider-Man, of what that character was between 1962 and whenever one more day happened, yeah. right? And then from one or a brand new day up until recently, I guess with uh, Amazing Spider-Man 600, that whole like dick slot run. Yeah. You've got a second stage of Spider-Man. Plus you've got... Dick slot? Is it dick slot? Dan slot. Dan slot. <laughs> that's his porn name dick slot that's his porn name yes yes i like that a lot better though i should just go with that for now dick slot yeah. dick slot what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck were you watching before you came over well it wasn't porn i can tell you that much but for some reason i thought it was dick slot mm. um so you had that aspect right yeah. but then you had the ultimate run you've got one two Three, four, five, six, seven, eight different cartoons with all different interpretations. Oh, fuck. Because you got the original cartoon, then you've got the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. No, you've got more than that because there was Spider-Man and then Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. Yep, that one there. Then there was Spider-Man, the one that I was referencing, the 19, 1990s one. There's also Spider-Man live-action TV series that lasted a while. That's right. There was also uh, yeah, but then you had yeah the nineties, and then, then you had, had the uh, Spider-Man uh, Beyond, not Spider-Man uh, Beyond, know, I, Unlimited. Unlimited. That's right. Unlimited, right? And, and then, then you had the MTV Spider-Man. Yeah. Then you had uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Spectacular. Or Spectacular, Spider-Man. then Ultimate. Yeah. And now you have the current one. That's almost ten. That's a lot of Spider-Mans. So we have like multiple versions of this character, mm-hmm. plus the PS4 version, right? And I mean, just the PS4 version. Going all the way back to Neversoft on the PS1. Those ones I'm not going to count because those are actual based off of movies. Oh, you're talking like different worlds. I'm talking like different versions of Spider-Man. Oh, no, Neversoft was based off the comic book. 
Right. So that's why I'm not referencing those comic books, whereas oh, okay. PS4, it's its own beast. It's its own continuity. It is. You know what I mean? Shattered Dimensions is its own, right? Yeah, Shattered Dimensions is its own. That's too, its own thing, too, right? Because, like... Uh, and Web of Shadows. Web of Shadows might be might be its own as well. There's three in there. Then there's the other one I can never remember the name of. Right after Shadows. Yeah, I can't remember that one either. I can't remember that one. But that one, that one is distinctly, it's got yeah. its own, because actually, spoiler alert, killed off Spider-Man. Brought him oh, back, what? but they did kill him. They did kill him. Unbelievable. can't believe you just ruined that for me. I'm sorry, I played. A game that you weren't going to play, that you don't want to I did, I, oh, I, no, I, I had Shattered Dimensions, I played. I Not Shattered Dimensions. Oh, which one? The, the sequel. Oh, the sequel that no one can remember? Yeah, the one where it's just. Yeah, no, I didn't play that one. It's regular Spider-Man, and then it's Spider-Man 2099. Yeah. Shattered Dimensions was good though. I liked it. It disappointed me. It's I liked it in the and sense. And it that disappointed me because I thought I was going into it as this is Spider-Man's Arkham Asylum, and it wasn't even close to being. Oh Arkham well, Arkham yeah. Asylum. Yeah. Okay. So I disappointed myself. I, I you hyped I yourself. Hyped, I, I hyped it way too yeah, much. Yeah. Way too much. Whereas, of course, like so when I played it, my only major gripe with that was that it wasn't uh, an open world. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah, it was all like. It was like level size. Yeah, level style. Like, it was just, like, so you would play as regular Spider-Man in this section, beat that, and then yeah. you'd play as the other one in their own specific level. It's like, I don't know, if I was playing, like... So really cool, but at the same time, when you come off other Spider-Man games where it's completely open-world... Open-world like a console before. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason to not have it now. Exactly, exactly. So then when you play Spider-Man PS4, you're just like, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Like... Right after so the first good. initial story mission, then the whole city opens up, and then as you start like hitting burrows and stuff, and then everything out here, just like oh, like fuck, this is crazy. I can't wait for that sequel. Me neither. Like I, I feel like the PS Five when it comes out, I'll be able to hold off on it until Spider Man Two comes out. I'll be in the same boat. I'll be able to because when Spider Man Two is on the shelves, uh, I'll be like, uh, I need it. Uh, but that's how that's how I, I was with this game. I was like, I absolutely. Yeah, you bought yours right after Spidey, right? Yep. Yep. I like I literally went yep. like this. I went everything you have to do to get this this <laughs> system with this game, and I'm I'm so glad I did. You know what? A game I haven't played since. I I uh, I don't. I've never even like loaded up Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> <laughs> I played like about an hour to two hours of Arkham Knight, uh, and. Uh, Threw that away, and I don't know if I'm ever picking that one back up. Yeah. Because I gotta tell you, and it's not even just the Spider-Man PS4 stuff. It is partly that. Yeah. But every fucking mission has to have a fucking, like, Batmobile puzzle to justify the Batmobile? Not thanks. No. And that's what turned me off. Like, I haven't even played it yet. I was pumped for it, because I love Arkham City. Rocksteady made a masterpiece. Arkham Susan. Asylum, Arkham City, and even yeah. Arkham Origins. All great games. Yeah. First two I referenced are the best. The best of the series. Mm -hmm. But Arkham Origin had a lot of promise for it. And I was really pleasantly surprised with that. Because I wasn't expecting much. And then I play Arkham Knight, and it's like, okay, like, I get it. You got the Batmobile. Yeah. Okay? But, like, not every single thing has to be about the Batmobile. The, the Batmobile battles, like the tank battles, are actually pretty good. They're not bad. But maneuvering this thing around, like, buildings and then using a, a grappling winch system and then shooting over there and then getting out to run over, maybe fight some guys, hit that switch, and run all the way back to the 
the car, or even call the car to you, whatever. But to do that constantly, fuck that shit. That doesn't sound fun to me. Fuck that shit. Arkham City, I love just grapple hooking across the city. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. Exactly. This would. I should have been. I should have been like, yeah, this is yeah. the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Instead of just you being like, been. oh man, this is awesome. This. Is, oh yeah, I gotta gotta get the Batmobile again. Fuck. That's exactly how I felt. I was like, I gotta Batmobile again. I didn't even finish the level because it's like floor one. Do some stuff, pull the Batmobile in, go up, do some more stuff, make it so that you can bring the Batmobile up on another level, and Ugh. rinse and repeat. Ugh. And why would it? No. The Riddler, the Riddler challenges, race tracks. <sighs> exactly. You're already like, oh my god! I tried one, and no word of a lie. Like it took me more than it should have in terms mm-hmm. of tries. But it, it got to a point where I was like, I, I just want to beat this. Like, I don't, I just want to beat this so I can get back to the level and then never do another Riddler trophy again. This is coming from me, who was like, I gotta get every Riddler trophy. Absolutely every single one. You got one. them all in Arkham City, right? Arkham Asylum, got them all. Arkham City, got them all. Origins? Origins. Uh, they were Enigma, Enigma trophies, they weren't. But right, then yeah. the last one is an actual Riddler trophy. Okay. But yes, I got that. Too. And you got those too. Oh, right, same Yeah. Even when a game glitched, I actually... <laughs> I managed to like fix the glitch. I can't remember exactly. Oh, I had to. I had to do something because like one of the main side missions fucked me up and uh, it glitched. So I had to like do something else. I redo a portion for something and then it like glitched back in. It was like, oh hey, story's back on again. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. But anyway, anyway. So, yeah, anyway. so my, my my big plea would be for uh, for the gentleman at High Top Films, which is really great, by the way. I love his stuff. It's very thought-provoking, very good. He's uh, he's a Spider-Man fan, but he's also a fan of film. So he comes at it from two perspectives in okay. terms of the film aspect and stuff. Some of the stuff with the film aspects, I can jump on board. But you know, like I'm, I'm also saying, like, kind of just try to find something to like. It seems it feels like he's trying to find something not to like. So he just hated on the whole movie. Oh yeah. Like See, he when, said, the when phrase I can, broke when I, him. When I can find, I think he meant broken, like emotionally, because he loved it so much. Broken because nope. he hated it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, broke his heart would be the the way to put that. But anyway, so a little bit of a. Well, I mean, I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed it, and then like little things just bugged me. Sort of yep. sinking after. Yep. Sinking yeah. Once you get through the high, like that's how I was with Homecoming, where yeah. I came out, I was like, yeah, and then I was like. Yeah, but there was that part. Yeah, there was kind of that, and some of this was a little. But overall, yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, I was like, yeah, and then I was like, yeah, there's still only a couple of things, couple of things, but we'll get to that because mm-hmm. we are talking about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, which we yes. said already, but just to repeat, just to bring it back in. It's been a few minutes, so yes, that's where we were, and. Uh, well, take That's, it from here, pal. That's how it rolls. Take it from here, pal. Tom Holland, you know, awesome as always. Um, I really liked Zendaya in this. Zendaya. Zendaya, yeah. Zendaya. That sounds like it's right. As Mary Jane. Or Actually, MJ. MJ. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's the thing that bugs me. I don't mind if she's black. I, I'm fine with recasting. The whole Michelle thing pisses me off. Like, just call her Mary Jane. Like, I agree. Like, I said, like, that, like, we both what, said like, that Homecoming, where it was just like, if that's what you wanted to do, then just do it. Yeah. Just get it over with. Like, he's just calling her MJ now. Not once did he say Michelle the whole movie. Yeah. She, 
Yeah, so why exactly. didn't you just call him a nerd? Like, it was dumb. Yeah, it's, it was like... It was, what, was it a way for people not to it flip was, out about it? I guess, I guess so, yeah. yeah. It was for them not to... Well, never mind, you hear about Ariel. Mm-hmm. Ariel, the little mermaid, being black, and fucking people are losing their minds. Okay, why? <sighs> I mean, I wasn't going to see it regardless, so it doesn't matter to me. Uh, Still... I saw one argument, though, that was funny, where they said, why do you keep recasting all the redheads in these things with blonde people. That's pretty funny. That it's pretty, pretty funny when you think about because I was like, one what? Of my I was favorites, like, oh, yeah. though, one of my favorites was uh, a woman who she, I, I look on Reddit a lot, so I read memes and stuff, and one of them was a tweet that said, uh, when I was a girl growing up, uh, I was the only redhead that I knew, so when I watched Little Mermaid, it gave me a sense of empowerment that this was a redheaded uh, mermaid who could do all these really cool things. And it, having a black uh, little mermaid helps a young girl feel the same thing I felt, well, then that's just great. And I was like, yeah, why don't we have more people like that? You know, like, I mean, I keep saying inclusivity and, and make, being more inclusive, but I, I'm all for it. You know, like, we have we have a half black, half Hispanic Spider-Man. I'm... Who was the lead in one of the best Spider-Man movies I've seen in my entire life. And... It is better than this movie. <laughs> now, do you feel you would enjoy that as much if he was called Peter Parker? Or do you think you enjoy it so much because they created a new character that takes place in this world? Honestly, I think I if they did the... Uh... Yeah, actually, ultimately, I don't think I would care. Like, I mean... Yeah, I think a part of me, when I would... Maybe five, ten years ago, I probably would have been like, well, no... You know, he's always been white, and he should always be white type of thing. But, I mean, like Stanley has said multiple times that one of his favorite things about Spider-Man was that he's covered head to toe. So you really, aside from knowing he's a dude, for obvious reasons, yeah. you don't know what color he the is. The boner when he's around black hair. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't know what color he is yeah. at all. You don't know anything other than he's Spider-Man, and he is here to help. You know, so... It could be anybody. So, yeah, like, now I don't think I'd be in as in much of an uproar, um, per se. Like, I mean, it would bother me, because it's just one of those... It would bother me because they weren't doing it, in a sense, for any other reason other than to say, Hey, look, we got a black Spider-Man. Like, Peter Parker's black now, so... We're cool, right? Like... A million years of racism is wiped out. Like, that would be the reason why they would do it. It's the same reason why, like, I would push it back against a uh, a black Superman or a black James Bond or anything like that. Because it's like, you guys are just doing this to do it. Like, instead of creating a character that's just as cool or just as great as James Bond and he just happens to be black. And don't even make it be like, that's part of it. It's just, mm-hmm. he's just a black spy. He just happens to be black, you know? Like, uh... Oh, they were making a movie right now with uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. It would be huge. It'd be absolutely huge. It doesn't even matter what he's called. Yeah. Hell, he could have been uh, Shaft in the Shaft remake. Yeah. Right. You know what? Remember how it just sounded wish I took notes during these things? We're going to go off key for a moment because we do that. I was editing the John Wick video. Yep. And uh, about a quarter of the way through, you said, oh, don't forget, I have something to tell you about Shaft. And then you never did. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, 
a couple of things. So I watched the latest trailer of Shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that it's actually just called Shaft. The Shaft. Not Shaft Jr. or anything like that. I like that it actually is a sequel to the... <laughs> it's a sequel to Shaft, and Shaft is a sequel to Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... Because, like, yeah, because Samuel L. Jackson was the son of the original Shaft from the original right. movies. Richard Roundtree, and then now they got... And now it's... Now they got the other one, who's his son, so... And then, in the trailer, you actually see all three of them. Yeah. Because Roundtree's still alive. I yeah. was like, ah, oh, that's awesome! It's that's awesome. so cool! I don't think I'm going to see it, because it still looks pretty shitty. It's already out of our theater, anyway. Oh! Well, then, alright, well, I guess I'll see it on Netflix. I, wa- I was going to go watch it, because I watched the 2001 in the theater, and I, I don't know, I loved <laughs> it, but... Yeah, no, this uh, this came out in between all the big blockbusters that eat up all our screens at the theater, and that was it. That was dumb placement, though. That dumb was placement. really dumb placement. Like, it's not because a summer movie. Like that could have been like a pretty good launching point for a new version of, or like a new generation. Absolutely yeah, right. But that's so that's that was one of the things that I wanted to point out. That was it. But also, if we're referencing like black characters, well, you've got Shaft, you know, and. And I, I think I've said before on the Arcane cast, I also don't feel like there is a huge population of black people or, uh, I don't know what term you want to use, differently colored people or whatever social justice warrior phrase you want me to use. What, anyone non-white? Uh, I, I don't even know if you could say that. <laughs> anyone that's not like us. <laughs> like us. This. You know, um, I don't feel like they're sitting there going like, you know, you know, we really like, like James Bond should be black. James Bond should be black. I don't think they're saying that. I think they're saying things like, yeah, James Bond is fucking cool. We need a character like that. I don't feel like they're saying that. I also don't feel like there's a ton of women saying the same thing. I I feel like, it, you know, what, realistically, it, they're saying we need characters like this. It's hard to say. For the most part, though, I'll tell you that all these recastings white fictional characters as, as black people are coming from most likely white men in suits. I, you know what I kind of like to think? I like to think that, uh, so if we reference the Littlest Mermaid, she came in, she read the lines, and they said, you're perfect. Dude, I would love it if that was true. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to choose to believe I would it. love it if that was true. I, I guarantee you, it probably. I just it if, it, if it's some white dude in a suit going, oh man, we could just like rank in the cash by doing this. But that's but that's kind of what but I'm getting. It's, at. A, like, it's, it's a stunt it's casting a, it's thing. A, it's, a fucking, I, it's a slimy business. I don't like thinking of it as a stunt cast thing. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when they cast her as uh, Ariel. I really was. I have no I idea. Which she, she's very pretty. Like. Yeah, yeah, she's very pretty, but like I don't yeah. know. But, I, I mean, I've never seen her in anything. She's apparently part of a. But I will say this, though. I think what Disney should do moving forward is maybe only release one live-action remake a oh year. Oh, my God. They're flooding. Because there's the three. Market. There was three out this year. There's three. Because there, uh, there was Dumbo. Yep. Aladdin. Aladdin and Lion King. King. Lion King looks amazing. Though. And now they already have a trailer on the big screen for Mulan. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And they just cast a Little Mermaid. Like... But that's what I mean. Like, maybe oh, once Oh, no. They got year. four coming out this year because they got the sequel to um, Maleficent coming. Which was oh. their Sleeping Beauty live action. No, no, I remember Maleficent. Yeah. I, did, I forgot they were doing a sequel. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so they got four this year. Yeah. But then, then when these movies don't make bank because they can't breathe, then they're going to be like, then what? 
And that's the thing. They can't. They can't. No, they Aladdin, can't. Aladdin is surprisingly making more money than I thought it was going to be. But I, Dumbo no, crashed at the box office. That's, that's the one that surprised me. And Chris, Christopher Robin in November crashed. Yeah, but that one I didn't think was going to be a huge one for them. Yeah, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think it'd be huge either. Even Mary Poppins would make a dump. That's another one I didn't think was going to be huge either. No. no, because those were both reboots. And, like, well, with Christopher Robin, that's a total nostalgia movie, period. Mary Poppins 2 is nostalgia-driven. These are two tough movies, or not, well, not so much both of them. I would say Mary Poppins is a tougher one because this is a uh, 50-year-old sequel. At least. My mom watched it, too. That's one of my favorite movies. That's one of my favorite movies. watch this one. Exactly. Never goes to the exactly. So, yeah. so like, yeah. it's not even that you had like two generations removed that like your kids kids might not understand this, but like, like my mom saw this in the theater, right? And then I ended up watching it on video or yeah. on TV or whatever. Yeah, it was a classic when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But like, that's. 50 years? If we say 50, if we just leave it at 50, what, that's like two generations? Yeah, I mean... I, when I say generations, I always forget that that's it's, actually huge. It's from the 60s. It's definitely definitely the 60s. from the 60s. 65, yeah. maybe? That's what I'm thinking. around there. But that's fucking that's crazy. That's a long time for a That's a... I mean, people are saying, like, when you wait 10 years for a sequel, you're pushing it. Yeah. Now we got 50 years. So I, I didn't think that was going to do good at all. But yeah, so Disney, yeah, just slow down, slow down, and maybe maybe don't make your stunt like, casting. So we we know you're this giant monopoly machine. We know. Yeah, it. and you, yeah, you, you like own I like fifty percent of Hollywood now. Just keep the stunt casting down to a minimum. Chill it a little. Yeah, just chill. Uh, okay. So, anyways. All right. So, get from back home. Yeah, we got there from Spider-Man from Marvel. Zendaya. We got there from Zendaya. Yeah. MJ. I actually, I really loved her in here. She wasn't. Um, In the, fir- I, in the first one, I wasn't sure about how she was played. This one, I liked it. I liked, I, I liked her in the first one because not only was she a different representation of any Mary Jane that we've ever had before, yep. uh, but more specifically, she wasn't your excuse me, uh, stereotypical uh, female friend, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like She literally stood on her own, was comfortable standing by herself, comfortable pointing out the inherent racism in Almost everything American, mm-hmm. American based, you know, and uh, almost served like kind of a nice little foil for Peter to keep him grounded, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. of course Ned is like, you can do all these things, this is awesome, and then she's just kind of like, yeah, you're still a loser. Not that she knows, but yeah. it's still just like, yeah, you're, you guys are losers. Well, oh, apparently she did. That's uh, well, well, starting to piece it together. Yeah. Now that does lead into one of the things that's a little bit on like kind of a minus for me. But, like, her character in this movie, I actually, I liked her better in this movie because it seemed a little, she was more fully formed. Yep. Um, plus, it's kind of interesting because she was very similar to Peter Parker in that there are times where they're both, like, uh, like confident and empowered. And then there are times when they're completely dirty and uh, almost awkward. Yeah. So the parts where they were like being awkward to each other was really like really cute. And the chemistry is off the really charts. Really cute. 
off the charts. I can totally see why everyone's just like, oh, they're dating in real life. They're yeah. dating in real life. I still think it would be hilarious if, like, in real life, Tom Holland was gay and just never, he never <laughs> said anything because he's like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Like, it's just, I am, and that's it. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but anyway, uh, so, so yeah, she, she was a standout for me, like, right away. Mm-hmm. Right away, she was a standout. And I remember saying, like, uh, I remember saying, like, we talked about, I think once one of the two or three times that we may have referenced this movie coming up. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it that much. No. But anyway, so the, like I said in the, the, uh, the trailer where they actually had her say, like, oh, that your Spider-Man? And I was like, oh, right. man. They put that in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, I really wish they didn't do that. But then watching the movie, uh, it's great because, like, you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Then when you get to what you think is the scene, right? It starts to happen, and then they don't do it right away, and then you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so, like, it's good that they had that. Like, it was almost like it was a fake-out, per se. You know, I mean, obviously, immediately after that, they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm Spider-Man, I'm Spider-Man, okay, but we gotta go. (laughs) I thought it was great, I thought it was really cool. Um, But the one thing is, is that uh, between the time of Homecoming... And Infinity War, and Endgame, and then the six months, I think it's six months between Endgame and Far From Home. Five. Five, six months? I don't even think it's, yeah, it's, how about that? Let's say four, four to six. Let's say that, four to six. Four to six. So between that time, that's where Peter starts to realize that he really likes her. We don't see any of this. I guess that's the thing. We don't see any of this. So it's that short window. And I mean, like, obviously, you can fucking fall in love with somebody within a short amount of time. I know that. Right? Especially when you just came back from being dead from five years. Now you're like, well, life's clearly real short. Yeah. I like okay. this girl. Actually, that's, go that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. I guess kind of what it was for me was, and this ties into the one big thing where um, for a kid that disappeared and disappeared on such a global scale. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just in high school, and just like him and the rest of his family, they blipped out. He was, like, actively trying to stop it. Didn't. Came back. Helped the guy save the world. And he's only really messed up about Tony's death. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Mm-hmm. And just it was just one of those where I'm like... Like, I feel like... Um, even closer to home, or whatever the fuck they call it, <laughs> or homework bound, or I don't know. I don't know what kind of home puns they're yeah. gonna do. I hope they don't do another pun. Actually, yeah. realistically, I really hope they don't. Um, I feel like between everything that happened at the end of the movie or the stingers, we might actually get to a little bit of a breaking point for him because, like, he's got to break a bit. You know, like this has got to all add up for the seventeen-year-old kid who's suddenly just like. Technically, I died. Like, no matter how you cut it, you die. Maybe that's why they're treating it so flippantly, because everyone did a flip, so to speak, and yeah. it's just like, well, it happened, you know? Because I, I keep saying he died, and he really didn't. He just kind of went somewhere. Yeah, I mean, so, um, I'm happy I'm happy that the one guy, who was it, uh, Brad, I was happy that he was, he aged. 
five years. Just because Actually, I was saying that, I was like, someone in that little small group has yeah, to Yeah, that's right. No, but I also liked the part where, right at the beginning, where they're talking about the blip, and the one dude was just like, yeah, so <laughs> I blipped, I come back. My little brother's older than me. My little brother's five years older than me. Like, now what happened to the Avengers? We like what? We don't have anything. Just freaking just out. Freaking out. And I actually like. Uh, I read a review where they were saying he should have been in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Because it would have been hilarious, like just so funny. And I agree. Like I think that perspective would have been cool because. And you're right. Like I liked that they had the the one kid, and all of a sudden he's like their age, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's. Uh, I guess you could say he's attractive. I don't know. Whatever you're into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. I think they could have had a few more of those, though. Like, a couple of more of those where it was just like, well, yeah, now I'm, now I'm a, a... Are they sophomore? They're in their final year of high school Ye- after this movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, anyway, like, uh, that was really cool. But the whole cast in general that came back... Fantastic cast. They all have great chemistry together. They all have great chemistry, but they all have gotten, like... They all got an upgrade. Okay? Yeah. Because, like... Well, first of all, Betty Brandt says way more in the first 20 minutes of this movie than she did in the entire first one, yep. right? Um, her chemistry with Ned was awesome. That was so great. So, so funny. funny. So, so funny. So where funny it's just like, we're bachelors. We don't need women. And then by the end of the plane ride, oh, no, we're, we're broken boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like when you find love, like, you just kind of, you're like, tables, oh, my God. The tables turn at the end. Yeah. Like, I thought we could go on a double date. Oh, no, we broke up. Yeah, we broke up. It's just like, oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's the journey and just yeah. weird, like, BS shit that you've heard other people say. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so funny. But, like, that even Ned gets an upgrade where, like, he's not like as, like, oh, my God, you're Spider-Man. But at the same time, he's still just, he's still in awe of it. But it's almost old hat for him. So you get to see, like, um, his interactions with... MJ, mm-hmm. like when she finds out and he's all just kind of like, I already knew, I knew first it's not a competition, but like first type of thing you're like, that's kind of funny, but then she gets to kind of see it in a new eyes perspective sort of thing <clears throat> but uh, uh, where, there was the one scene in Homecoming where, where Ned just kind of goes like, fuck, you, you could have died type of thing right? And you feel like they almost get it like Ned almost, like he gets like this is kind of serious stuff I wish there was a little bit more of that in this yeah. movie where they kind of go, yeah, but you're, like, you're a fucking kid. Like, you know, and I guess that's kind of the thing with uh, with Aunt May, the few bits that she was in. It was really jarring for me to have her um, high-fiving, you know, Spider-Man and the fundraiser and stuff and being all flippant because she knows exactly what he was doing. Yeah, see, it was different because, like, she found out at the end of Homecoming, but since Homecoming, he's gone to space, he's disappeared. Because they don't actually say whether she disappeared or not. She blipped. She, they Did said she, blip? she blipped. Because she, she said, okay. I blipped, and then uh, when I came back, I was in my apartment, and it had been so long that a whole family was living there. Right, right. Yeah, right. they did, like, a stand-up routine, which I thought was kind of funny. But I feel like it would be one of those things where I don't necessarily I, think she'd be, like, high-fiving him. I like, think she would be more like, She'd be way more protective. Especially if Iron Man, the guy that she knew herself, died. Well, that's what I mean. If this guy, this pro at all of this, if dies. If we talk about the blip flippantly, like if we just say, okay, the blip happened, everything's uh, relatively back to normal, this is still a mother seeing her son 
and knowing that anytime he leaves in that costume, he might not come back. And to reference your Iron Man point, the guy that was better at this than her her son didn't. And it wasn't just him. Captain America America didn't come back. As far as we know, the rest of the world knows, he He died died during the war. Yeah, you know. So you've got his two heroes dead, right? Yeah. So. You know, and I've said this before, like, when you're a superhero, like, you're going to end up, like, you don't get that, like, happy ending. No. You can't. You don't retire. That's why, like, you had uh, Pepper Potts and Tony, like, you can rest now. Because up until that point, he was never going to rest. So, it was that part that, like, even the part where she's, like, she packed his costume technically. Like, you think out of all the people, she would be the one to understand that at this point... He just wants to be Peter Parker. Even though, ultimately, he can't. And by the end of the movie, he realizes that. Yeah. Like, this is it. Yeah. You know, and he did make a choice. But he can't have it one way or the other. It has to be both. You know, I, I thought it was just kind of weird that she was still just like, Yeah, alright, you go get him, you know? Because mm-hmm. even like, um, and I will reference Ultimate Spider-Man because that is an updated telling of, of Peter Parker's life, yep. and I just reread it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay? And when you actually break it down, we're only talking about a two-year window in his life. You know what I mean? It's very small. You know, By it's... whole span. It's like a two-year window from the time he gets his spider powers to the time he dies saving Aunt May. That's a two-year window... And, uh, and it would struck me because, like, at one point, and this is, I think, like halfway through the run, like issue 50 or something like that, and MJ goes, like, people forget. It was only a couple months ago that his, his Uncle Ben died. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit, it's been only a couple months, you know what I mean? And uh, so I'll reference that. So even though she knew, and she knew she couldn't stop him, and she acknowledged that she was proud of him, and, and Uncle Ben would be proud of him, she did not want him to do this at all. No. And they never really talked about it much after the talk. It was just kind of, this was my day, to give you an example. And she just like, this is so crazy, I can't understand it. And then they, they just kind of sort of in passing reference it, but it's never really analyzed again because yeah. because it's like, you know, the, the husband whose wife's a cop, you know? Yeah. There's always that possibility they're not going to come back, but this is what they're going to do. You can't stop them. I wish there was a little bit more of that, especially with the five minutes of on-screen time we got with her. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's a short amount. Entertaining every time she was on. Yeah, the whole, and I mean, the whole thing with Happy. The, in the confines of the story, it makes sense that she wouldn't be in it that much. Yeah, they're in Europe. You know, yeah, so she can't exactly show up. So it's not like I'm just like, oh. So they and were they purposely rolled around like she was sick or something? But it, it would have been nice to have a, at least a little bit more of a realistic take. Mm-hmm. Even though, yeah, every time. The whole movie's entertaining, though. Like, I gotta say. It's entertaining, yeah. It's a, it's very much like the Ant-Man, where it's a palate cleanser after the heaviness. Yeah, you very know? much so, yep. Very much so. Uh, I didn't even realize that the same guys that wrote Ant-Man 1 and 2 also wrote Homecoming and Far From Home. I did not realize that at all. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Chris McKenna and... Uh, same guys? Whatever... Oh yeah, I always forget this upside down. Oh yeah, this is not good spelling. Chris McKenna. Chris yeah. McKenna and Eric Summers. Yeah, 
And that's. Say. Interesting. Yeah, Kristen McKenna and Eric Summers. So I didn't realize that until this movie came out, and then I was like, "Well, that kind of makes sense now." Yeah. Some yeah. more humor. Exactly. Very. Uh, it's natural humor. In, in this. That's and that's what it, I like. It doesn't. It too. None of it feels forced. No, but I think part of this, the, uh, the chemistry, like even uh, yeah. even Flash Thompson. Oh yeah, he he's was, got enough. He was so funny in this. He was hilarious in this, but even like at the end. The flash mob. Hey, flash mob, what's up? That part was all <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but then, like, when he's getting picked up, and it's not even his parents, and he goes yeah. like, oh, dad couldn't make it? Yeah. Oh. And you're just like, well, now you start to feel for him. I actually read that they're possibly positioning him as the Harry Osborne character, which I don't think they should do. No. I think what they should Osborne do... Osborne should be Osborne. Yeah. Introduce Norman Osborne. Introduce Harry Osborne. Um, still have them be friends. Okay. I kind of wish they did the ultimate where they. I don't. I don't think we're going to see uh, Harry. I don't think we'll see the Osborns until the fourth. To be honest with you, I think they're going to introduce Harry in college. That's if there is a fourth with Tom Holland. That, that's true. Because he apparently only signed for six. You read nine. I know. I remember you said nine, but I recently looked at that, and it was three Marvel appearances and three Sony movies was his contract. He'll sign back. Hundred percent sign back on. It is. It is one of those roles of a lifetime. And actually, like I, I feel like if he, if you're listening, Tom, if he's smart. Oh, he's obviously watching. If he's smart, so he's got the six book done. That's his contract. Negotiate per movie at that point. That's what Evans did, right? Robert Downey Jr. did it first, and then Evans did it. Right, 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 right. Because Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Signed for six, that's correct. And in fact, originally, because they all wanted them to sign for nine. Yeah. And, and that was part of the problem with Evans, where he's like, I don't want to sign for nine. And then Robert Downey Jr. was like, and don't sign for six. Then we'll negotiate afterwards. So, like, because uh, for Robert Downey Jr., he got something ridiculous, like, Fifty million just for well, it was Iron Man it, one, it, two, and three. He he got he got certain money. He got twenty million or something, and then he got a percentage of the box office take. That's right. That's right. That's where whatever he the percentage was, it ended that's up being like fifty six million or yeah, something. Yeah, he ended up like making up. But okay, so yeah. it was Iron Man one, two, and three. Then it was Avengers one and two and three, and then everything after that was a renegotiation mm. because then it was Spider Man Far From Home. Homecoming. No, Civil War. Civil, Civil War, War was, was his last. Civil War was his last. That's Homecoming right. and both the last two Avengers were. And those were the biggest add-ons. fucking paydays for him. Yeah. And you're right, like he did get a percentage of the box office. That's how he. Uh, um, which is insane when you think about it. It's crazy. Like absolutely insane. Could you imagine that? So I think that's that. I feel like that's kind of the move. Yeah, doing. I feel like he'll do that too. Especially like John Watts wants to do Craven in the next movie. I almost I, I thought about Craven because they, they kind of hinted at it and I mean uh, with the way it ends it certainly leads to that but I kind of hope that they do Craven like they did in the Ultimate version mm. where <laughs> where uh, you know Craven is built up like uh, like a Steve Irwin type of character <laughs> yeah that's right and then all of a sudden like he goes to like fight Spider Man and like you know of course Spider Man's like fifteen yeah 
and he's literally just like, uh, I think he actually did the finger flick, <laughs> which I don't think I ever saw it. Or no, I think he might have punched him. I remember that Bendis played fast and loose with his strength levels. Yeah. But I would, I'd love to see that. Just like, oh, you're you're Craven. Boop. Boop. And he's out cold and like totally <laughs> fucked his career too. Like his TV career was done after that. He ended up having to get like, uh, he ended up being genetically modified so that he would look more like a cat later on for the Ultimate Six storyline. Right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that would be a really entertaining way to do it, especially if they built him up. <laughs> but uh, I mean, obviously they probably don't want to go with the standard Craven the Hunter yeah. enhanced and stuff like that. But uh, okay, so uh, other than that, that little bit about the seriousness, the severity of what uh, Peter Parker does and his Aunt May uh, and that stuff, everything else I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is so great. Uh, the stuff with the, well, okay, let's get to the... You know what, what you want, let's hop into Mysterio. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Let's I'm go, going right there. Go right, so like, I'm going to say this right away though. Uh, many, many, many camcasts ago when we talked about this and the, the trailer where they talked about different dimensions. Yeah. And you were like, multiverse. And I was like, yeah, no, it's not because he's the only comic. I said, yeah, well, I said I love the idea of the multiverse, but there's no way they play him as a hero in this. No, we both agreed on that yeah. one. But I I was very like, I don't think he's from a multiverse. Right. And I also said, and I'm not even sure if that's actually Nick Fury and Maria Hill. And he went, oh, and lo and behold! Though I would have much preferred Chameleon over what they did. Well, uh, uh, okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, when we were talking about Spider-Sense, because I refuse to call it Peter Tingle, when we were talking about Spider-Sense, and uh, Nick Fury shot the dart at Ned, and, and we were like, well, why did Spider-Sense go? And we are like, well, maybe because it's Nick Fury, and in his mind, he knows it's not really. But wouldn't it Spider-Sense sense that that wasn't really Nick Fury? Nope. No? No, because the oh, comic sorry. books, the scrolls actually got to a point, like in Secret War or Secret Invasion, yeah. they had actually got to a point where Wolverine couldn't tell who was a scroll. Peter Parker's uh, spider sense wasn't set off by scrolls because they got to that point of subversion. Still wasn't sure if I liked the scene of scrolls. But I will say this though, they could have explained that. Yeah. Because even after, like. At least with It was the, weird. It was really weird. Like, Fury's up on the ship, like, sitting on a beach that's not a beach. Well, yeah, okay, but, like, I'll say this real quick about the Skrull stuff. At least it explained why you had Nick Fury, of all people, going, Bitch, please! You were in space! Because mm-hmm. I remember saying, like, that line, and at first I thought it was funny, but I was like, that's completely out of character. That is so grossly out of character that it got me to a point where I started saying, like, not every fucking Marvel character has to be a bro joker. Yeah. You know? Like, Spider-Man has to be funny. Like, he's an inherently funny character. Um, but at least what I liked about this, though, was that uh, it very much reminded me of the Raimi Spider-Man, where Peter Parker's not really trying to be funny per se, but this is just how he's handling yeah. Yeah. being Spider-Man. Because he's a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, this Spider-Man is funnier than the Raimi Spider-Mans. Because they didn't really do too much in that aspect. But the Peter Parker's very similar, which I really liked. Yep, yeah. um, and even how they go about being a hero is very, very similar. Which is also what I really liked. And But one of the things I liked about this one, especially because, uh, because of Homecoming, is they didn't do anything at all to try and mirror the Raimi movies. At all. Okay? That scene where in Homecoming where he's holding the ocean liner together or the ferry, 
That's a direct reference to this train scene in Spider-Man yeah. 2. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. They knew what they were doing. They wanted you to make that connection. They wanted you to have that same feeling. The problem was is that you didn't have the same feeling because you didn't have almost two movies of learning to love this character so much. Whereas uh, at the end of that movie, like I said, like under that rumble scene, that's that Spider-Man 2 scene. Like that's the one where you go, okay, yes, yes, this is it. So now that they don't even do that at all, they don't mirror any of the other movies. I was like, yes, You can tell that John Watts appreciated those Raimi movies. Oh, 100%. 100%. Because, I mean, they don't story-wise don't touch on anything from the Raimi movies here. But there is a little cameo at the end that directly touches on the Raimi movies. Yeah. But anyway, let, I don't want to get too sidetracked. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Because even though I called it and I was right about yeah. a lot of things, not that I knew that they were scrolls or anything like that, but I was right about a lot of things. I absolutely loved Mysterio. Mysterio was incredible. I loved everything about Mysterio. Um... I even loved the way they tied him into Tony Stark, even though I would have preferred that they didn't tie him into Tony Stark. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> So now we have two Spider-Man movies with two Spider-Man villains, and both villains are directly tied to Tony Stark. Yeah, at least with uh, these movies, though, because Peter Parker keeps sticking his webs in their business, they eventually are like, ah, fuck it, we'll just kill him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, well, like Vulture was never trying to kill anybody. He was just trying to get his piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and to stick it to Tony Stark while doing so, even better. Quentin Beck, however, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, they tied him right into like right, right all the way back to Iron Man One, which I I loved it. I loved when he was off to the side. That was great. I even uh, loved like it makes me want to put on Iron Man One and look for that guy because I'm pretty sure he was in there. No, oh, he is. He's 100%. Yeah, it's, no, the, same it. it's, it's the same one. It's exactly the same one. The scene that they referenced where yeah. he's reprimanding him, yeah. that's exactly the same scene. Yeah. But I was talking about the one where uh, they did the barf technology. Yes. And they showed a clip of Quentin behind the curtains type of thing. He's like, fuck. Yeah. They like, named my life word barf? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I loved everything about Quentin Beck. Uh, Calling, saying he, he was a villain was easy. Like, even when he was starting to do the change, like, Michelle was like, so, like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? And I was like, I, I, I really don't want to say. I don't want to say. You know? <clears throat> but for us, of course, we were like, well, he has to be the bad guy. I was guy. like, no, Mysterio's got to be bad. That guy's so, he has to be so a bad damn guy. evil in the comic books. Right? Like, and they did all that talk about Molten Man. They named him, and they named Hydra Man, and they even referenced Hydra Man in the movie. Like his uh, his actual real name and stuff. I like that they said all those things because it was a giant misdirection. Because I was sitting there going like, Ugh, why would you waste a character like Hydra Man? Yeah, Hydra Man, like in that sense, or Molten Man, like these are low level characters. Yeah, they got it and named the other one Sandman because I would have been like, I would have been pissed. Oh. I would have been fucking pissed. Yeah. I'd have been so fucking pissed. Even yeah. though visually amazing, mm -hmm. looked awesome, but I loved the way they did it with drones. Yeah, really cool. Really, really cool idea. I also loved that uh, he never really was in costume. He was in that weird, like, offshoot thing. Like, mocap almost. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And I was like, well, that explains the bowl he's got, because that's part of the whole motion capture. But I also love the fact that 
He had the one chick literally trying to unwrangle his cape. <laughs> he has to go out in public and, and meet the queen. And meet the queen. I'm gonna meet the queen after this. I was like, holy shit! But like, uh, I loved exactly how they did it too, because you know they talked about how he was gonna be like the cool uncle yeah. to Tony Stark's, you know, bearing father, and and like I said right at the beginning, we're we're looking at a kid who's like desperately searching for a father figure, you know, even though he probably has a really good one in Happy, but whatever. Um, so then when he latches on to uh, to Quentin Beck, you understand why he so quickly gives him Edith, which I didn't like. I didn't like Edith. Mm-hmm. Um, Did not like that at all. And, and I hope that we never see that again. Yeah. Ever. Oh, okay? I don't want Spider-Man to be yeah. the next Tony Stark. Okay? But yeah. I also don't want him to have an army of drones to do with... I don't want to see anything. I want I want the next one to be like as, as fun as this was. I want the next one to be a Spider Man movie. Happy can make an appearance, but I don't want an Iron Man. I don't want to see him in a plane designing suits to ACDC and jumping out. And I did kind of think that was a, it was all right. I, I was okay. It was okay. Like I I, I was I kind of laughing at it. Like I didn't cringe that as much as I did in Homecoming. Well, no, because but I want to like, I I had said the same thing like with Homecoming. He had to. There had to be that much Iron Man. So that way, when you get to that point where he's without the suit, and like I said, now it's a Spider-Man movie. Now he's realizing, I just have to be me. Mm -hmm. So this is the same kind of theme, but just bigger, because now you're dealing with a guy whose mentors, he lost his mentor. Now he feels like he's got to fill those shoes. That's right, because the way it ended, it made it seem like, oh, I have to be the next Iron Man. That's right. I don't want you to be the next Iron Man. I want you to... Be the first Spider-Man. No, like, no, no. In Homecoming, I don't feel like not in Homecoming, but no. in this one, I yeah. feel like it ended on a note where he was like, "You know, I have to be Iron Man." I don't believe that at all. Actually, no? I feel like the uh, when he redesigned his own suit, mm-hmm. which I thought he'd get a kick out of because he created his own suit. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. They even they even gave it a little glimpse of this on the screen. Did yeah, I know. It? I know. I saw that. Uh, uh, shout out with the. Yeah, I thought that was great. Sign. I w- what I liked. Oh, so he makes his own suit. I feel like. Him making his own suit was him acknowledging, no, 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 I have to be, I have to just be Spider-Man. Okay? Because when he's trying to be, even when he was trying not to be Spider-Man and he was the Night Monkey, you know? <laughs> the Night Monkey. Ultimately, <laughs> I he gets it, like, I think by the end of this movie, it's, because this is like part two of an overarching theme. Yeah. And that's why I think uh, number three will be the one where, like, this will be a Spider-Man movie because it, it can't not be. Yeah. Because... Now he's no longer trying to show his mentor, hey, look, I can, I can be just like you. I can be just like you. Because, you know, now, because Tony says, I don't want you to be me. I want you to be you, but be better than me, right? So then this one is like, I got to fill his shoes, so I have to be the next Iron Man. And now Happy's saying, he never wanted you to be the next Iron Man. He just wanted you to be better than him, like that kind of thing. So it was a reiteration of that theme, but they did it in a, I feel like they did it better in this movie than that one. Oh, 100%. But I still look at and it like that's why I walked out. One. I walked out of this like, happy. Yeah, so I, I feel like... I was kind of just like, I enjoyed it, but uh, something's off here. Right. Yeah. I just rewatched Homecoming the other night, actually, and I still, I think it's, it is one of the better Spider-Man movies. It's top five for me, I think. We'll reassess it in, well, towards the end, we'll reassess I'm pretty sure it's top five, but anyway. I don't think it'd be hard to be in the top five. Yeah, um, <laughs> but anyway, so... Coming off of Vulture being such an amazingly nuanced villain, where you 
kind of get why he's doing it. You can almost kind of say, well, yeah, fucking right. Root for the little guy. Mm-hmm. Until the end when you realize he's fucking rich, he's got a huge house, and you're yeah. just like, you're Tony Stark now. You're the guy you hate. Remember yeah. that. Just yeah. remember that. You're still ripping him off. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Suit of armor? You have a suit of armor. He's got a shit ton of cash? You have a shit ton of cash. Yeah. I don't understand what the problem is. He's got other Avengers. You got the Shocker. <laughs> the, the Shocker. <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so that was really great. Um, but Quentin Beck, what I liked about Quentin Beck, though, was that he was fucking crazy. I, I felt with him, I kind of, I got a, like, he was crazy, but I got a feeling like, kind of like Norman Osborn in Spider-Man 1. Yes. Where, like, he, he did love Peter. 100%. And he doesn't want to hurt Peter. He liked Peter Parker right away. But his, this idea has to go above Peter. And, and Peter has to be wiped out. That's he it. basically, like, he gets to the point where he's like, I, I have to kill him. Like when he said, never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I like It was great. It was so great. Um, although that scene really started to bug me, though. Um, with how many people that knows Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, the seamstress scene, I just, thought, was, like... Just an MCU thing, I guess. I literally was just, like, okay, so now the seamstress knows, right? Or, or even when he walks in and he's got his mask on and, like, Nick Fury's like, everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And then he's just like, uh, okay, all right. And while it did kind of... It reminded me of the Ultimates, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. was the same thing. All the S.H.I.E.L.D. people knew. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed, like, it's... That part was... A little bit, but I was like, okay. The seamstress part really bugged me because I was like, anybody can fucking walk in. And then that Brad dude did. <laughs> Brad dude did. He took a picture. I was like, you weirdo. <laughs> fucking weirdo. That scene was so funny. And it's not even like, I. It, yes, it's an MCU thing. Um, but like, I mean, I guess like if it's just S.H.I.E.L.D., fine. I get that. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. will be able to, or S.W.O.R.D., I guess, if you want to talk about now. Or they're clearly setting up S.W.O.R.D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, they have ways to get around this. Like, I remember even in Ultimates uh, where they ran uh, P- Peter Parker's fingerprints or something, and they're and they're just like, no, he's Black Bolt. Like, he's Shield. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he is. We just know he's Shield, and we can't do anything about it. So, see you later. So, I mean, if they do stuff like that, then at least it's a little bit more palatable. Yes. But uh, I. Yeah, like, I gotta say, like, even though I think Vulture was the better villain of the two, fucking Mysterio was really cool. Really oh, I, cool. I personally, I, I like Mysterio more. I guess because he's an actual, no, actually, I'd have to say about the same. I just, like, Vulture was awesome. Vulture And it was fucking Michael Keaton, so. Yeah. It was good times, but this Mysterio was so friggin' cool. Like, the idea that Mysterio wasn't one person, it was just, that, the group part I thought was actually the group part I liked, but it also bugged me because that's now even more people that you that knows of Peter Parker Spider Man. Yeah, right. Not but that, that scene, not that any of that matters now. That but, scene in the bar yeah. was awesome because I was like, oh man, that was a really nice scene. And the, but I was waiting for the switch. So when the switch started to happen and everything started glitching, I was like, ah, there we go. Here it comes. There we go. And then when that whole thing and he was just like, that was great, guys. And he was all like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck Tony Stark, and everyone's like, "Yeah, fuck Tony Stark." You're gonna fuck him, and I'm gonna fuck him, and everyone's gonna fuck him, and it's great. I was like, "This is awesome! Like, yeah. this is so great." Um, I also really liked seeing him in that, like, 
knockoff version of his costume. I yeah. loved that part where he's like the, the avatar setup. And it made sense too that because uh, one thing that was bugging me before the reveal is how his helmet just disappears. I wanted him to take it off. Like, yeah, like, I actually liked that it disappeared. I, I thought uh, that like, was a I nice feel like little take. Too many of the MCU characters doing that now, like Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Spider Man when he's in the Iron Spider suit. You like, can't say Captain Marvel. Star Lord. Oh wait, yeah, you can say Captain Star Lord. You know, they're just yeah. like gone, right? So, but then once they reveal that. They, that, yeah. that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. It's an illusion. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. Like, yeah. I, the costume was awesome. We, are, we talked amazing. about the costume. The costume was amazing. It's, we talked it's about the costume. spot on. Yeah, it is actually like... Like, they could have made him look like Aang. Like, Vulture, they, they went a totally different route yeah, with the Vulture. Yeah, they took liberties with Vulture, but he Mysterio looks, looks like Mysterio from the comic. Yeah, and Mysterio's really goofy looking from the comic. He's fucking ridiculous. So to make that look cool on yeah, screen... Yeah, like, I've never kudos. once, never once kudos. sat there and said, like, yeah, no, that's a great costume. Yeah. They even fucking, they made sure that he had eyes. The eyeball things. They made sure the that weird, he had eyes. The weird the things around his wrist. Yeah, yeah, like all this, this whole thing. But I, I like, I loved his story where like he, he claimed to be from a different dimension. Um, but even though, even though we find out that uh, Fury and Maria Hill were scrolls, it really bugged me that no one fact checked that. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they didn't sit there and go, okay, well, there currently is a Quentin Beck on this earth. Where is he? How could? How is it possible that you're not him? Like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That part was one of those like, what? Really? Come on, right? Like, it, um, like for Peter not to question it, he's looking for a father figure. That's why when he gave him gave the Edith to uh, to Quentin Beck so quickly, I like a couple of people were like, why would he do that? Like, that was the whole fucking storyline behind Age of Ultron that Tony was like. Like, he fucked up horribly. So then, Peter Parker does the exact same thing. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not seeing it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. His perspective. And he goes. He's, he's a literally kid. Like, he's a kid. He's not. He's like, wait a minute. No. Tony Stark never wanted me to be the next Iron Man. Yeah. He wanted me to find the next Iron Man. But even then, that's him misunderstanding what Tony was getting at. Because like I said, Happy's like, he never wanted you to be him. Plus, you know, Nick Fury trusts this fucking guy. So if Nick Fury trusts exactly. him, he's got to be good. Nick Fury trusted this guy with my identity. Yeah. So, And Nick sure. Fury's not Nick Fury. Right. So, why not? Here you go. Mm-hmm. Sure, it backfires. And that's one of the things I really liked about it. Because, like, up until, like, in Homecoming, up until he loses the suit, there's no real stakes for Spider-Man. And one of the key things about Spider-Man, uh, which I find to be so endearing with the character, is that... Like, unlike Iron Man, or Batman, or Spider-Man, or, or Superman, or Captain America, this is a guy that, like, life routinely shits on. Yeah. You know? He's got bills he's got to pay. Well, like, in this case, he's got homework, girlfriends, he's got, like, he's, like, the worst friend and family member. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you know he's Spider-Man, he's the worst friend and family member, because yeah. he's never there. Yeah. Or he's there, then he's gone, and he's, you know, he's always just unreliable. Because he's Spider-Man. Like, his life uh, has not gotten any better because he's Spider-Man. In fact, it's gotten a hell of a lot worse. But he still gets out there, still puts the webs on, still saves lives, and that's really endearing. And this is where they start really hammering that home. Like, Raimi's movies, even in the third, really sell that. You know, like, yeah, sure, like, at the beginning of uh, the third and the worst Raimi movie, right? 
Mm-hmm. Even that one starts off where Peter's like on top of the world. Like everybody loves Spider Man. Yep. His life's going really great, and then all of a sudden, well, now he's neglecting Mary Jane, and he's kissing, you know, Gwen uh, Stacy. You know, it's Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, still. We'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, our wives wouldn't let it slide. Our wives wouldn't let it slide. So, you know what I mean? And eventually, like, <laughs> life gets back to shitting on him. Yeah. You know? So it's towards the middle point that you start going, like, okay, yeah, this is, this is Spider-Man. This is Spider-Man movie. So he's, like, a chips are down kind of guy. And they have this. So, like, he realizes, oh, fuck. Quentin Beck's evil. I gave him Edith. Fuck me. I gotta yeah. save the world because... Fuck, I fucked up horribly. And he says it. He goes like, I fucked up. I fucked up bad. You know, and then Happy's just like, yeah, okay, but so did Tony. Yeah. Tony fucked up way all more time. times. Like, all the time he fucked yeah. up. But, you know, never stopped trying to make it right. And that's one of those things where I'm just like, see, like, they're getting it. And I feel like this is becoming a more of a cohesive Spider-Man now. So I think in the third one, especially, I think at this point, we'll just out it. Especially now that everybody knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Yeah, that's your mid credit scene. The big reveal. Mysterio, I guess, he, was he dying or he didn't die? Peter thought he was dead, but he was still alive. That's up in the air. It's kind of, I think he's still alive. I would say, I, I think like at this he's point still he's still alive. I think he's, a, he's still alive. Especially if he's ever going to go towards Sinister Six. I think he's alive. I think he's alive um, because, but, but at the same time, like there was the scene where his, uh, his partner there, uh, do quick computer thing, USB, so he could have doctored the images. That's true. You know, Plus, if he was still alive, he'd be celebrated as a hero. Right, exactly. So... Exactly. Yeah. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, because again, we're talking about a fucking con man show, show art, or a con artist showman. So, everything about him is a bullshit lie. That was the weirdest Marvel end credit scene ever, because... It made me so excited and so angry at the same time. I I did the same thing. I literally was like, they got back uh, uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons is J.J. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. And they actually did it really close to the Spider-Man PS4 version. Yeah. Where he's like... As a TV... Like an Alex Jones sort of yeah. like Bill O'Reilly like political talking head where yeah. he just hates superheroes mm-hmm. which is great and even like if, if that's a and I feel it's a one-off I don't think I think it's a one-off I mean they even bother putting a JJ wig on him and it's just yeah. his bald head and, well, that actually surprised me too which is fine but the yeah. fact is the fact is that now now this proves that Marvel Studios may be willing to take actors that are really perfect as their roles maybe 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 because they touched the Raimi movie by taking him off. They definitely touched the... They they, they've crossed over now. They acknowledged that. Uh, but also... Uh, well, and, and the fact that he... So Quentin Beck outs Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Now, I will say this, though. The nature of the way the clip was done, they don't have a shot of Spider-Man like Peter Parker in costume. No, they just... They just showed a picture of him. They showed a picture of him, yeah. So, in this day and age, you can argue that that's doctored and things like that. So there's ways around it. It'll be interesting how they do it. I am very intrigued by this. Hey, it's a good way maybe to introduce uh, Matt Murdock. Yeah. Yeah, Which apparently... Maybe he'll need a lawyer. Apparently by the time... Well, by the time that movie's up, that... Then uh, the Netflix thing will be done. That Netflix clause will be done. maybe... I... You know what? If I saw Charlie Cox show up as Matt Murdock, I'd be so happy. 
so happy. Just just something where like, like not even if he's Daredevil at all in the movie. Just like Matt Murdock and yeah, a couple. Scenes. Just a little tap on his uh, foot with the cane and goes, uh, you might need a lawyer, kid. Yeah. I'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This is awesome. He's so excited. And then, uh, then I would say, does that mean the, the what's his face, uh, Jay Barenthal? Not Jay, yeah, Barenthal. John, 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 John Barenthal. Yeah. I, get, I get those names, uh, Jay Barishall. Barishall. And then John Barenthal. Barenthal. Jano Barenthal. Anyway, Punisher. Yes. Like, can we have him too? Yeah. Can we have With Spider-Man? Bullets? Can we have Spider-Man up against Wilson Fisk? It would have to be rubber bullets, though, because... Yeah, well... Because he couldn't kill, I guess. But anyway, anyway, so so pa- Peter Parker is essentially outed. He's okay. First of all, he's uh, the whole thing that happens, like all the things that uh, Mysterio did, killing people and all that destruction and everything in Europe. He's put it all on Spider Man. Blames it all on Spider Man, and then One Two Punch outs him as Peter Parker. So that's huge, especially uh, which actually kind of bugged me because. That end scene there where he's swinging around is the only scene that we see the uh, untouched version of that costume. Yeah. So no CGI overlay or anything like that. So, like, that costume looked fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. The red and black costume looked absolutely it looked, it looked Um And I wish that they would have uh, eased up on the amount of CGI overlapping they did in the fight scenes. But the fight scenes were awesome. Oh, so good. The two so good. Mysterio scenes... Oh, the first one was nuts. The first one was Where incredible. He shoots Nick Fury, and then everything just starts crumbling. As soon as he did sh- that, I was like, "Yes!" I was so pumped in the theater where they did it with like a giant video game level. Yeah. And then like he punched it was something just like the and missed it, and, and the next thing you know, off. exactly punches, and then it's a column. He's yeah. actually punching stuff in real life, but then he falls out of the building, and it's actually like him falling. It's hit by a train. Like that part was crazy. That was nuts. But that whole sequence was awesome. And he's in his standard Stark suit, which I got a kick out of. Mm-hmm. Really liked that. Because I was at that point, I was like, can we see him in the costume? Like an actual Spider-Man costume for yeah. longer than the 30 seconds in the beginning of the movie where he was in the Iron Spider suit? Which I didn't like, but I understood why he was wearing it. Yeah. Because he's the next Iron Man, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, he wore four suits in this movie. And that's another reason why I feel like he's actually going to be Spider-Man. He's not going to look at himself as the next Iron Man. He's going to be better than Tony Stark and be Spider-Man because he designed his costume with red and black, yes, yeah. but uh, it's a cloth suit. It's like a, that... Yeah, he could have went the metal... He could have. He could have. He could have, but he made sure that so, it's... So, okay, here's hoping. And hey, it's only going to happen if this makes a billion, so... Yeah, that's right, <laughs> which it will. It will. I actually... It's at like 600 or eight. It's going to be the biggest Spider-Man movie. Which I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for. So happy for it, especially because that means more Tom Holland in this role, and especially because it means that like like John Watts and the screenwriters uh, McKenna and Summer, yeah, have not only they got a really good handle on Peter Parker and Spider Man, especially now. Like I feel now more than ever, they 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 this is I think it's always been the plan to bring him to that point, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, you also got an excellent handle on some of the best supporting cast members any of these movies. Yep. It's not like one or two is a standout because every one of these movies has one or two. Like, uh, in Iron Man movies, it was Happy and Pepper Potts. Mm-hmm. And with a side order of Broom, right? Depending on which and movie you watch. Hmm? And Coulson. And, uh, but Coulson wasn't a focal point. He was or, a okay, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, then you look at Captain one. America and you've got like Peggy Carter 
and you got uh, Bucky. Yeah. And uh, well, I guess the whole Alan Commandos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then of course in the second one you still get Peggy Carter, you get Bucky. Yeah. You know, but now you got Sharon Carter. Sharon's there. Right. Yep. So they all have their own cast of characters. Thor's the only one where like his cast of character changes for each movie. Yeah. There's always like one or two. Yeah. Like you kill. Actually, no. The oh, first two Odin were both and Loki the same. are always there. First two were both the same, and then after that, it was just like, let's reset the board. Yeah, after that, it's just like, right, let's throw shit at yeah. the wall, see what sticks. You know, so, but for, like, that many, like, team, like, uh, students to be in this movie, like, to have their own distinct voices, be their own characters. They're all fantastic. You know, like, sure, you could take some of these characters out, and yep. you're not going to lose the movie, you but I'm glad they're in it. And the two teachers are awesome, too. Yeah. The whole airplane part was so funny, where it's like, what, Peter's got bad allergies? That's not a laughing matter. Yeah, the, <laughs> and then only, he ends up seeing the, the only part that I was like, uh, was the scene with the camera. That was the only part, because oh, you, were like, you like, knew the camera was going in the water. Yeah. And when, then when they didn't, I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And then they did. I was and they like, dropped oh, it. Okay. But J.B. Smooth, J.B. Smooth is great. Yeah. I love J.B. Smooth. Yeah. I loved him since Curb Your Enthusiasm. I actually read the rumor was that he was going to be J. Jonah Jameson, and I actually thought... That would have been a good choice to do it, but I'm glad that they went the way they did. It's crazy they went the way they did. Um, I don't know. I, that, that, that excited me so much. In the theater, I went, yeah. and Adrian didn't have a clue. So but of what? course, <laughs> so then, like, so when I messaged you and I said, yeah, there's one part at the end there that I didn't like, and I'm almost, I knew you weren't going to like it, and it's when they outed his identity, but it's only after, like, even the next day, I was kind of like, yeah, but it'll see, like I'm actually kind of intrigued to see how it'll play out. I just I my think, first reaction was no. I feel like, like not every superhero. Yeah, like the one of the biggest things about uh, Spider Man and also Daredevil is another one too. The secret identity is so intrinsic to the character that when you remove that aspect, it actually robs those characters of a bit of the drama. Mm -hmm. Part of the problem, part of the reason why. The Daredevil Netflix show was so good was because, and it's the same thing. Daredevil's another character. Life shits on him. Ooh. His life isn't better because it's he's Daredevil. No. In fact, it's fucking worse. So I think that's another reason why him and Peter Parker mesh well because they're both just like, hey, life hates us, but we still save lives, right? Yeah. But so Daredevil's secret identity is so tied to it that it, you almost think about it and it's like, well, he couldn't do what he did, what he does without it. Mm -hmm. Like he needs that, and even in the Bendis run where he gets out, like he, his identity is outed, and the whole thing is about stopping it. Even in Mark Wade's run, it was all like they made a point of not referencing, like saying, like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And then eventually at the end of the run, he goes, fuck it, let's lean into it. I didn't like that. Not when he had the red suit on, I thought that was really dumb because it, it just takes away one more thing, like Captain America, Iron Man, the Avengers. They don't need secret identities because you know they're Avengers. Mm -hmm. How are you going to touch the Avengers? You know, you're yeah. not. Yeah. Peter Parker, however, needs to have a secret identity. So I am intrigued on how they're going to do it moving forward. I think it's, I just, I think it's too soon. Oh, I agree. I agree. Like, like I feel like it's one like of those he's where... finally getting to the point where he's going to be the hero more closer that we know. Yeah. And they, no, they, I they just totally derailed that. Now. I agree. Especially because, like, I feel like when you out his identity, yeah. that's when we start looking at killing him off. You know? Because it now it's more or less like that uh, 
well, the death of Spider-Man Ultimate story, where it's that last stand, his mask's off, but it doesn't, and, like, these, the whole neighborhood is there, and they're just like... It is a kid. Like, it's fucking Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and those guys are killing him. You know, and it's that last stand type of thing. That's, the, I feel like, the only time you out his identity is if you kill him off. Now, I don't think they're going to kill him off, but then again, we have a, a Sorcerer Supreme... We got some scrolls floating around. Who knows where it's gonna go? We've got Fantastic Four showing up at some point. X Men at some point. I actually read a rumor that Annihilation is what Marvel's building for the big one. They should. And if that's the case, like you got Annihilus, why not? Yeah. You got the right. They should do it. Fucking do it. You got Surfer now. And then tease Galactus. And then tease Galactus. In fact, Tease Galactus is the beginning of Annihilation. Hit Annihilation, and then just be like, like even in, in Annihilus' dying breath, just be like, he's coming. That's all you gotta say! And can you imagine that? Like, you, you go against Annihilus, you have the Annihilation event, it's done, now you're leading up to the big Galactus Sega, and then you, what, like, you could literally throw a sweet amount of money at Chris Evans and, and Robert Downey Jr. to bring him back one last time against Galactus. You could. That would be I, I would just recast them. Yeah. I know, like, I mean, where you're coming from, because you're bringing them back type of thing, but we're also, we don't know how the Falcon-Bucky show is going to play out, because Falcon is Captain America now, so we don't know how that's going to play out. I really hope they don't do the Falcon cap suit, though. Oh, they're going to. You know they're going to. They're going to keep the wings. 100%. Oh, man. Oh, it's an awful suit. It's, it's a, you know what but it you is? You know what, Bucky suit is pretty Actually, I liked the Bucky suit because thematically it worked. Um, in retrospect, For him, I guess. in retrospect, what I wouldn't have done was do the shiny metallic. Yeah, and then just black all the way down. Black down, like the, it's stylized, right? So yeah. it's almost like that part's his shield, right? Um, which I like, and I like that it was black sleeves with like black gloves mm-hmm. because it referenced that. Like he had a sword on him, he had the shield, and he had a gun. And he had a gun. Like okay. this wasn't. And even in in Brubaker's run, like you have Bucky going like, like he's trying to be like Captain America, but then eventually he's just like, yeah, but I have to be my own Captain America, mm-hmm. and you know, so he pulls out a gun, you know, yeah. he's using a sword, so it's like that worked in the sense that it's his own Captain America, and he's gonna be a little bit more darker because he's not the symbol that Steve Rogers is. He represents America. Which America is right now, but yep. at that time period, whereas Captain America, Steve Rogers, Captain America represents the ideal, you know, what we should strive to be like, mm-hmm. right? It's like, uh, it's like Superman. Superman has to have bright colors because he represents hope. Yeah. Batman doesn't represent That's hope in the not. same way, so he's got to have those darker colors. So I, I disagree with that assessment, except for the shininess. Because I remember thinking like. It's the middle of the night, and he's glinting off the sun. Like, the light is, moonlight is glinting off yeah. his shoulders. I was like, ah. It's like, oh, what, what's that? Over there? Oh, Captain that, America's running at us. Not only that, like, he's, it's a darker suit. It's darker blues, reds, and whites. So, obviously, he's looking at more of a stealth capability. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I think uh, Captain America is trying to break into the compound. What do you mean? How do you know? Well, the moonlight light. is glinting off his <laughs> blue shoulders there. And, uh, yeah, there's a shield. Yeah. Okay, guys, brace for impact. You know, but the Falcon costume, I hated the 
I mean, keep the wings because it is part of him, but I almost would have preferred it if you had Falcon like learning how to fight without the wings. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's going to be his own Captain America. He should be his own Captain America. If you're going to do wings, at least make the costume a little bit more predominantly blue instead of predominantly white. Mm-hmm. You know? And give him a full helmet. Yeah. He doesn't need to have that weird cutoff thing hair. so you can see that he's got black curly hair. Yeah. You see, he's fucking black here. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to see a guy in a black face mask, like a mask, and his mouth is showing, and then go, he might be black, but I didn't see his hair. I didn't, I couldn't tell you if he had curly, yeah. uh, afro-like hair. So, he could be anybody. Yeah. He could be any color. Ah, uh, the hair. The hair is what gives it away. Uh, I, uh, it was weird to not see a Stanley Lee Oh yeah, that was super weird. I felt it. Super I weird. Felt it. As soon as the end credits hit, I was like, even my Michelle first said thought, I was like, that was so weird. To even Michelle said it. she's like, this is the first movie without. And I said, yeah, and she went, yeah. since two thousand. Yeah, it's weird. Yep, felt it. Definitely missed it. Yeah, there. definitely felt it. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. But the score was kind of eh. I didn't. I, the score was. There was no no like no coherent theme to it. And no. I, and I feel like Spider Man should have a theme. Yeah, like hundred percent have a theme. Like we're talking about, uh, you know, constantly reference the Raimi movies. The Raimi's had uh, like a, a theme. I went through all of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But what I, I do, the only real score that I like is their uh, their version of the Spider Man song. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, they did it in the trailer, but I don't remember hearing it in the movie. Yeah, actually, you know what? I don't think I. They straight up did it in the trip. That's right. By in here, I don't remember it at all. But, but it was a forgettable tr- soundtrack. I, yeah, uh, the soundtrack was good. Soundtrack was awesome. Forgettable, it was an awesome forgettable score. Um, the special effects were amazing. I, Especially the serious stuff. Holy crap! I I don't even think. No, was, and the monsters. Like everything looks so polished. Yeah. Like and I, like I'm used to watching a big budget Marvel movie like this and seeing some glaring CGI issues, especially like a billion dollar blockbuster Black Panther. That end fight scene looked like shit. It shouldn't have looked that bad. It looked fucking terrible. Terrible. I didn't see any issues. Like, even though I complained about the CGI overlay on the suit, I kind of give it a pass because it also allowed for battle damage to show up on the suit, which I was like, I I love seeing battle damage. Yep. Um, Oh, here's one thing that the guy from High Tops, uh, High Top Films said that he, just really bugged him was that like the bridge scene where Peter Parker kisses MJ mm-hmm. and they do that little quick little like weirdo kiss and then they have that full on kiss. Yeah. I don't hate the scene, but I, I didn't like how long it was because I spent the whole time going like, your mask's off. You're lucky no one is around here. Yeah. Your mask is still off. You kissed her already. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, give her another big kiss, but your mask is off. Finally put some mask back on. I was like, okay, thanks. Um, and the other thing, though, is while I enjoyed the scene where he's uh, swinging around New York with her, I also didn't like it because I was like, yeah, but, like, you know, people saw you pick her up in the corner of the street, mm-hmm. spin her around the city, and then drop her off. What's stopping anybody from being like, well, how do you know Spider-Man? Yeah. You know? 
Uh, he seems to be around the same height as you. Which she's going to get now after that ended. Well, everyone is. Because everyone looks. What, Spider-Man? Why are you with him? Do you know who that is? But that's like, exactly. So know. it's just, it was one of those where, like, it was a great scene. I feel like it would have been a great deleted scene. You know? Like, you could still do the big reveal because the reveal is huge to the ending. And like I said, like, it actually allows for a lot more story potential yeah. than I would have thought possible. Um, even though I agree with you that I feel like that's an endgame scenario. Mm-hmm. You out his, uh, his identity, you're leading to his death. You yeah, have to you're be. leading to the end. Because and now you you're shouldn't. leading for, like, miles of potentially to take up the mantle. Yeah. Which I don't think they're ready for that anyway. No. And if they are pushing for that now, it's too soon. Yeah, Spider-Verse was an absolutely amazing way to introduce that character to the rest of the world. We have to remind ourselves, or at least Sony has to remind themselves, that that was still largely a comic book niche movie, okay? It did better than all of us thought it was going to do, but that was still... That was word of mouth, though, because it did not open big. But that's what I mean, like, but that's still, like, comic book fans saying, go see this movie, go see this movie. It's one of the best Spider-Man movies, if not the best Spider-Man movie you'll ever see in your life. Then it got nominated for the Oscar, when it got nominated for the Oscar, more people went to yeah, watch it. but casual fans, like even Michelle, I didn't watch this with her. Yeah. I didn't watch Spider-Verse with her, and I said, like, I actually said, like, I don't know if you'll like it, because she doesn't really like animated movies, for, for one. And two, that's really comic book Like, that's a really comic book concept with having multiple Spider-Mans. Yeah. And I can just see a lot of casual fans going, like, I thought Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Okay, so we've got different dimensions, and... It's very confusing. That Spider-Man, that Peter Parker Spider-Man is dead, but the fat one is... Because I brought my... My parents came with me to watch it. Yeah. Because it was my my birthday movie. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Oh, that's right. You I did, did come with us. I did. That's right. So you're welcome for the motherfucking invite. <laughs> right. A little bit of an asshole. A little yeah. bit of an asshole. Right. I gotcha. But yeah, no, the whole time they were confused as shit. You can see it on their faces. Yeah, so <laughs> if Sony is going to lead into Miles this quickly, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, you have to do it in the next three movie arc. Yeah. Okay, so if... Well, I should say when Tom Holland signs on to the next three... And kudos for them for doing a two-year window. Mm. If they keep up with another two years, then 2021, 20, right? And then he's going to be 26. Yeah, you want to do it while he's, while he's young. And, and and then by the time you get to the third, so introduce him in the first movie of Phase 2, I guess, of Spider-Man, or Phase 3, I guess you can call it. Yeah. Introduce Miles. Does Like, just introduce him, like, kind of in passing. You know what I mean? Um... No, if they're gonna... you know, the best way to introduce Miles would be for Peter to take on the Prowler yeah. and meeting Miles that way. Yeah, but I also think if they're going to do it, if they're really going to do it, then they really should just look at the ultimate death of Spider-Man yeah. and really follow closely to that. Right, that's why they got to put the Sinister Six together. No, and I agree, and I think that's what we're heading for. Yeah. Um, I think what they will do is they might actually sub Shocker in for Electro. I hope they don't, but I think they will because it's an easy way for them to go. Remember the character from Homecoming? Well, now he's back and he's better than ever, right? Yeah. The Tinkerer uh, messed around with some shit and now he's 
he's actually more like Ultimate Electro or Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think they're going to sub him in because, because Amazing Spider-Man 2 was so poorly received. Yeah. And, and I like Jamie Foxx. That was a garbage fucking character for him to play. Oh, yeah, especially since he played it just like the rhythm of Batman Forever. Which, okay, not his fault. He was told to do that. Oh, no, no, no. He was no. told to do that. Oh, no, 100%. But how come when he gets his electro powers, his teeth are fixed? <laughs> like, I mean, I can get the haircut because, okay, you got electrified and, yep. you know, and you're, you're, you got a mix of genetics and eels, electric eels, I think was his fucking. Something like that, yeah. And uh, so. They don't have any hair on their bodies, so naturally you shouldn't, right? But <laughs> I also I always find it funny too when you have like really nerdy loner characters that also go to the gym regularly enough that, that you can tell that they've got like arms on them. Yeah. Like in Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's never really looked ripped. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. he's never he was never like huge. But he's always kind of had that like athletic, like tight, ripped body type mm-hmm. of thing. But like, has worked because he was a fucking like weirdo science guy. Yeah. But he was never, he was never like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze, where you're like, yeah. You've literally devoted your life to bodybuilding and <laughs> science, and you still managed to get a girl. How do you find time in the day? <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I feel like. You introduce him casually in the next set of movies and lead to Peter Parker's ultimate death, as much as I hate to say that, because you can't have them both at the same time. I know they're doing it in the Marvel comic books. The comic books are different because you can have the adults reading Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You can have the young kids reading Miles Morales Spider-Man, or both, like whatever. But in the movies, again, it becomes too comic booky. And uh, it's too much for casual fans, and that's ultimately what we're trying to do: is bring in casual fans. So these movies continue to make billions, right? Yeah. I, and so to reference Spider Verse, if, if it gets too comic booky, like even Michelle will just be like, "Is that the Black Spider Man you were telling me about? I don't understand. Like, why is there two? And if there's two Spider Man, why can't we just have like Peter Parker? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like." Do they have to both be in New York or something yeah. to that effect, right? Like it's kind of it's weird because Marvel. This is where Marvel's different from Batman. Like you can have like in Gotham, you can have Batman, you can have like Batman and Robin together, but then you can also have Nightwing, you can have Red Robin, you can have like Batwoman, and then yeah. and Red Hood, and they can all have their own sections of Gotham. But in Marvel, then you even though you think about it, and you're like, well, New York alone has Spider-Man, Captain America. Iron Man. Half the Marvel Universe. Uh, Daredevil and Punisher and Moon Knight and... Fantastic Four. Fantastic the Four. The X-Men are just outside of New just, York. They're, they're there, still, though. They're, they're so close. Yeah. You know? Um, so then you go, okay, do we need two Spider-Men in New York? Yeah. Right? Like, even with Spider-Man PS4, and I'm excited for Spider-Man 2. I am absolutely excited for, for Spider-Man 2, but if Miles Morales starts becoming more like Spider-Man, then eventually, like, I know myself I'm going to be like, that's all well and good, but I'll just play as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I play as Spider-Man? Oh, by the way, if you do the download, the new costumes look sweet. Yeah? I've, 
currently rocking the Far From Home suit right now. Nice. It looks awesome. I was doing the uh, Future Foundation one because that white and black just looks incredible. The red and black looks absolutely awesome. I didn't do Night Monkey yet. I might not, yeah, because uh, I played a little bit more of the DLC just to, to do that, but it does look fucking sweet. Yeah. So overall, overall, I would give this four Chris heads out of five. It loses a full head for all the stuff that I mentioned about the things that I didn't like. That all adds up. Uh, I like this infinitely more than Homecoming, and I really liked Homecoming. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I uh, oh okay. Which nice. is which is a whole. Uh, one above Homecoming. Homecoming, I gave it three and a half. I think I, think I gave Homecoming four out of five, actually. Um, I may have to bump it up to four and a half because I do like this more than Homecoming. Because at least with the Tony stuff here, it actually it felt organic. Yeah. And while there was that specter of Tony Stark in the entire movie, they, it didn't feel like they were smashing you in the face with it. Like, even with the marketing wasn't as heavy-handed with the Tony Stark stuff as it was in Homecoming. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> oh, oh, real quick, before I forget, um, I loved that 90% of the scenes that we saw in the trailers were deleted scenes. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, scenes where he was in the Stark suit, but he was actually in the Iron Spider suit, like in that... Uh, the good old classic MCU switch-up. I was yeah. like, you know what? And I said that, too. I was like, I hope that there's a lot of fake-outs here. And there were a lot of fake-outs. Mm -hmm. And I like that uh, John Watts said, like, well, most of those were deleted scenes because I wanted it to be a surprise. I was so glad he did it. I was yeah. so glad he did it. So, um, okay, so, like, I guess if we're going to put the order for yeah. me... Rank them. Rank them. Uh, throw Venom in there, too. Okay. Because I, right. I threw Venom in mine. All right, so then if we're, if we're ranking them, and it's, it's still Spider-Man 2. Yep. That is still untouchable. Very, very close second, Spider-Verse. Very close second. Uh, and then from there, this one I was like, I was really wrestling with my third one. Um, but I actually, and I, because I just rewatched the Spider Man, like the Raimi movies recently, I actually will edge out uh, <clears throat> Spider Man 1 to Far From Home. So Far From Home is now my third okay. favorite movie. <clears throat> and then from there, because I've already bumped, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, rewatching Homecoming again, uh, I would actually put Homecoming fourth and then Spider Man one fifth. Okay. And then. Uh, it leaves you with Venom and the Amazing Man. Oh, that's easy. Venom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider Man one. Yeah. And then Amazing Spider Man two. Yeah. Amazing Spider Man two. Uh, fucking horrible. That's the bottom of the pile for me, too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, we forgot Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you didn't do Spider-Man 3 either. That's right. right. Okay, so, so yeah, Spider-Man 3 be after 1? Uh, I, I would say Venom and then Spider-Man 3. Uh, and then... Uh, and the Amazing. Yeah. Because, yeah. because while on our Venom camcast, I said that there is that feeling that uh, Venom wasn't quite sure what it wanted to be. Especially in the first chunk of the movie, mm -hmm. once it got to the uh, once he became Venom officially, like you actually leading up to that, and they got rid of the whole body horror stuff, and they yeah. kind of leaned into that black comedy. It knew exactly what it wanted to be, and it didn't shy away from that. In fact, it leaned into it without being uh, like like 
over the top. So it was kind of like their own uh, Deadpool spin without being a full-on Deadpool ripoff. Whereas Spider-Man 3 is very much like Amazing Spider-Man 2, where there's a lot of shit going on. too much. And, like, you could totally, like, even now watching it, and I don't think it's as bad as I remember it. Like, even now I'll say, like, there are parts that I think are really good. Yeah. But you could totally tell that they were literally, like... The studio was just... Like, you could feel that Raimi was, like, this is the movie I want to do. And then they were like, yeah. But... put Venom in that shit, man. And he was like, so what do I do with Vulture then? Get him the fuck out. Yeah. What do we care about an old dude that can fly? We got fucking Venom. Oh, okay, so I will have Venom in uh, in the movie. We'll kind of seed him into the second, like the fourth movie. No. No. He's going to be in this movie. Oh, okay, well, can I still use Sandman? Yeah. Make sure he's a fucking million feet tall, though. Uh, Okay, all right. Oh, and also, have Harry become the Green Goblin. Well, we don't call him the Green Goblin. Call the new goblin. New goblin. And put him on a fucking skateboard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess I'll do all those things. And uh, you still want me to do the fourth movie? Yeah. For now, we yeah. do. Yeah. You know, because I want to do the lizard in the fourth movie. Good. Don't forget, he said the lizard, right? Um, and then you watch Amazing Spider-Man two, and then you go. What the fuck's wrong with you, Sony? Did you not learn your goddamn lessons? <laughs> We're literally one movie removed from the reason why you rebooted this franchise in the first place. And there's a lot I don't like in Amazing Spider-Man 1. There's so much more I don't like in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 is hard for me to rewatch. Number one, I can rewatch. Because there's there's there enough, enough I decent stuff. I can't at all. Um, um, but, I, I enjoy Venom. I loved it. I, I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Anyway, what's your order? Spider-Man 2 still. Yep. And I was flipping back and forth between Spider-Verse and that. But then I watched Spider-Man 2 again, and I was like, nah, it's still Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It's yeah. still Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Verse is a perfect comic movie. Spider-Man 2 is a perfect Spider-Man movie. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly so, why it, it can't be in the top spot. Yeah. So, it, it's Spider-Man 2, Spider-Verse, still Spider-Man 1. Okay. Yep. I, I rewatched Spider-Man 2, and it's still, I love that movie. Then Far From Home. Yep. So, hey, you made it into my top five, yeah. right? So, oh, yeah. it's doing yeah, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Venom. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And then Homecoming. Yeah. Spider-Man 3. Amazing one. And yeah. Two. yeah. There yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fuck, man. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is so fucking bad. It's so fucking it's bad. Horrible. You introduce Rhino. Yeah. You introduce, uh, well, I guess technically you introduce the Green Goblin. Like, they didn't even really show Rhino until the very fucking end, too. No, like they had well, they introduced the character at the beginning. Right. And then they introduced, well, Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. And yeah. And they also introduced uh, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn. Yeah. Um, and, like... And Electro. And it's just, it's and Electro. too much. And Rhino looked awesome. Like, the trailers kept showing Rhino off. And then you realize that's the last 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Um, I will say that, oh, I loved the... Difference in the costume, like I think the more classic costume looked better in Amazing Spider-Man Two. The costume looked awesome. You know, that was straight out Tom McFarlane's book, right there. Yeah, exactly. So that looked, that looked really good. Uh, but like uh, at this point, nothing tops the. Uh, for me, really, nothing tops the uh, MCU Spider-Man costumes, except for Spider-Man Two. The only thing I don't like about Spider-Man Two's costume is that mirror eyes. 
that's that's the thing I don't like across all three of those movies is the mirrored eyes. Like yeah. it was cool at first, but then when you see like Amazing Spider-Man did the clear eyes, and even like Homecoming did the the blinking. The blinking I was like, eyes. Yeah. See, guys, you could have done it. You guys could have done it. Yeah. Um. And uh, oh, how shiny the webbing looked on his costume. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you rewatch it, you're like. That in in that case it is a product of its time. Like, yeah, all those movies exactly. look like that. Exactly, they all look like and that's that. That's true. That's true. But yeah. I, I love Spider Man Two's costume because the red's a little bit brighter, the blue's a little bit brighter, mm-hmm. so it adds more pop. And especially in that subway scene, you know when they're carrying him, you're like, man, that's fucking, that's fucking awesome. But then you see the Stark suit, and I love that it's a bright blue and a black, bright red. Yeah. So even though it's a red and black now, moving forward or yeah. whatever they do with I hope we see. I hope he doesn't change his costume. Actually, I really hope we see almost the entire movie of him in the red and black. I hope so. I hope. Well, I guess it'll all depend on what they. He might not even be in the costume. He might have to switch his costume to something else. He might be Bagman. Yeah, he might be Bagman, or it might be uh, the Slingers, eh? Like Ricochet. Yeah. And uh, whatever the fuck. Oh, the other he'll ones probably were. do Scarlet Spider. <coughs> Well, that was, that was fun. We got one instant question by this guy named Be Like Superman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually didn't think you were going to do this. I straight up was like, there's no way. There's no uh, way, but I did it anyway. What is it about anyway, Spider-Man? Hold on, just for the record. Uh, the be, Twitter question. Yeah. From Be Like Superman. It's from me. I'm, is, is I'm it, uh, That's him. I'm Be Like Superman on Twitter. So, like, come on. And on Instagram. Come on. Ask some questions. Seriously, on Instagram, I'm also Be Like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so. Reply down below with questions. We'll answer them. <laughs> but in this case, be like Superman <clears throat> goes. What is it about Spider-Man that makes him so great? To me, relatable. Yeah. I've always thought he was relatable. Yeah. As a kid growing up, a geeky kid, no girlfriends. Yep. Definitely on the outside of all the cool kids. You can relate to Spider-Man. Yep. Because he was us. Yep. Hundred percent us. Which is kind of. Probably why the MCU version is still kind of, because eh, I can't relate to him as much because there's all this high-tech shit going on. Okay. So in that case, like, that, that's always going to kind of bug me. So that's why I'm kind of hoping he gets more Spider-Man-ish so I can relate to that once again. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's why I can never relate to any DC characters. They're aliens or millionaires. I know. I would argue that you're, you're looking at that too flippantly. You know, okay. Because I mean, I can't obviously relate to being bit by a magical spider that gives me powers. No, but like, like Superman, for instance, you can relate to a guy that only has ever wanted to do good. Yeah, and uses. I can on, relate to and uses his gifts. We'll call them superpowers mm-hmm. to help the world. But you could use your own gifts by being, you know, a good guy or yep. a smart guy or a funny guy or just, just. Just being you, all the things that make you unique, using that to help people, that would be how you relate to Superman. Mm. See what I mean? See well, what I did there? I, I do, I do. I relate to aspects, but it's I, the same reason why I like. I I, never, I'm not going to argue. I was never a huge fan of Iron Man for the same reason. Oh, me neither. Billionaire me neither. in a steel suit. I can't relate to even that. Now. Even yeah. now. Like, uh, and I mean, like, Tony Stark, or uh, Robert Downey Jr. did a hell of a lot to shape Tony Stark now mm-hmm. in the comic books, but. Because um, I've said this before, there are plenty of characters that I've always loved the concept, never read the books. Yeah. Captain America was one that I loved the concept, never really read the books. Even now, I kind of go back and forth, but like the movie representation is great. So, okay, so mm-hmm. for me, same thing. 
He's relatable. He's us. Relatable. He's, he's us. You. He's, he's us. He has bills yep. to pay. Yep. He's got girlfriend problems. He's got job problems. He, uh, like I said a, a while ago, is that like he? It's different if his life was made better because he was Spider Man. But he's constantly being between cops loving him or hating him, New Yorkers loving him or hating him, based on the time of day or the yep. week. Yep. You know, the only time that I really thought it was weird, uh, where everybody seemed to hate him, was uh, the most recent Spider-Man Nick Spencer run. Yeah. Remember when they first started? Yeah, that like, was weird. That the was Avengers weird. were like, get the fuck out I, of here. I was like, did I, I must have missed something. Like, what did I miss? Years, you know, like, like, was it all just because, uh, you know, Dr. Octopus was pretending to be you and then claimed all that stuff and then yeah. you never changed, you never said, hey, yeah, that wasn't really me, that was actually his, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, all the Avengers hate you for that? Like, what? But because, it's because, like, life just keeps fucking nailing him and knocking him down and he keeps getting back up. I actually, for me personally, that's what I resonate with because, like, I mean, my life isn't terrible. No, but you've had your share. But I've had my fair share of, like, knockdowns. And, like, yeah. even as a young kid, like, I was I was getting knocked down as a young kid. Yeah. And I always, like, look back at it and I go, like, you actually did, like, keep getting up you know what i mean like so it's one of those where like i even as i'm an older uh, man <laughs> becoming, <laughs> becoming a fucking uh, old man i'm yeah. still just like like i look back and i go like i don't think it's that bad but other people will hear and go that's actually pretty fucking bad you know and you're like a bystander so you're like well yeah you know so for me to be where i'm at now is incredible because oh, i could have yeah. gone so many different routes, but I kept yep. getting knocked down, and I kept getting back up, and I don't give myself enough credit for that, but then again, that's why I read comic books. So I can give credit to Spider-Man. There you go. That would be the, the thing. Yep. Like, I just... Relatability. If I had powers, even if I had Superman powers, I feel like I would be like Peter Parker. Yeah. You know? But that's another thing. Like, Peter Parker's the same kid. He just... That's why, like, good. Ultimate Spider-Man really resonated with me, because I was in high school when that came out, and he yep. was a high school student. <laughs> Yep. You know, so like I yep. really, really connected with that. Yep. When I started reading Spider Man as a kid, he was already married. Which I loved. I Which I loved. Great, but Which I, I loved. agree with you on the all yeah. stuff. Like even and, and I reread that run so mm-hmm. much now, but I still like I look back at it and I go, Yeah, you know, and especially in the alternate run because like because it was updated, so obviously a little bit more adult, even though we're dealing with kids again. But like I still look at that and I go like because like uh, Amazing. Fantasy 15, you know, uh, Stanley has said, like, he's gone on record saying, like, that was a one-shot. He was gonna, It was. He was, the whole purpose was to see him this, become a super This villain. was him going, you know what, screw you guys, because they didn't want that story. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. It's the last issue. No one's going to read it. Exactly. So, we're going to, this is actually a villain origin story. That was the intention. But people were like, no, 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 no. We want more of the Spider-Man. So, they, they were like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. All right, we'll make him a hero. So now, with that in mind, I recently reread the Ultimate Arc, and I feel like that was Bendis's super massive origin story for a supervillain in the same spirit as Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Because there's that scene where, uh, like, Peter finds out, like, in the Clone Saga, that the Spider Slayers were made by Fury, and Fury goes. Like, he's just like, you were, you made them for people like me? And he goes, no, 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 I made them to take you down. Because of everything that life has done to you up to this point, I thought, this is it. This is the making of the greatest supervillain of all time. But you surprised me. You 
didn't do that. You didn't kill Otto. You actually did the right thing. I was wrong. I was like, I feel like now I look at it and go, that's probably what it was. Like yeah. they were building it up. Yeah. Reread it again, and I feel like you'll go, actually, yeah. Especially the clone saga. Yeah. You find out that Otto is cloning him, and he's just like, look, I, all I was doing was just cloning because this is my job, and this is my career, and this is all I ever wanted to do was these things with science, and it just so happened to pervert every single aspect of your life. Well, then. Yes, that's kind of what happens. So no big deal. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, yeah. that so, would be it. Yeah. So like the relatability. Stanley was a genius for uh, thinking of this. Dicko was a genius for helping him bring it to life. Exactly. And uh, yeah. yeah. But even just the uh, the writers I, and artists after that. Marvel would have never been as big without Spider Man. Hundred percent. No. Because they had Fantastic Four, you know. But like could you they really relate sellers. to Fantastic Four? No, you couldn't. Can you relate to Captain America? No. The only other one you can relate to is X-Men. Yeah. And on a smaller scale, Daredevil. Those, yeah, exactly. Captain America is the same thing with Superman. You can relate to them on a philosophical level. Yeah. But not on an intrinsic level. Like, you can't literally go, most people, like, you wouldn't go, well, yeah, well, Cap, I would, I would be Captain America. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Because they do, like... In the movies, they don't depict Captain America as being perfect, mm -hmm. but in the comic books, they do. They really do make it seem like he's perfect and he doesn't do a lot of mistakes. Although, um, there's a philosophy book about Captain America that I, I really enjoyed by Mark White. Mark D. White, actually. Red, White, and Blue, the philosophy of Captain America. Okay. And it actually talks about how his old school values is actually way more important now than ever before. Really good book. Really, really good book. I really enjoyed get a chance to actually read words yeah <laughs> check it out <laughs> check it out but it was really yeah. good but anyway um but they do really make it seem like cap is perfect and iron man is perfect uh well maybe not so much iron man but they do like batman batman is one where they make it seem like he's super perfect more so than superman mm -hmm. it's like okay guys tone it down remember he's a human being right yeah. whereas even though spider-man with his powers he feels more human than these characters. Exactly. Same with Daredevil. Exactly. Daredevil is another one, like I, I referenced earlier, where like his, he's one of those ones where like he has to get shit on. Yeah. He has to get shit on. He has to get knocked down so that when he gets back up, then it's like, oh right. And same with Spider Man. Whereas like with Cap, you're like, well, of course you're getting up. You're Captain America. With Batman, you're like, oh, of course you're getting up. You're you're Captain America. They actually had to kill Superman before you got that that feeling. Exactly. He got back up. Yeah. You know, exactly. whereas with Spider-Man, even though he's Spider-Man, he could still get killed. Yep. He could still not get back up. And yep. when he does, you're like, yes, yes. So, I, and I've said a million times, and I'll say it a million times again, comic books are very much an allegory for life, where instead of supervillains, we're fighting, you know, bills and, and uh, other things, like other life things that yep. throw at us. Yep. And it's how we handle those things that dictate how our life's going to go. And that's... <laughs> Absolutely. Ask people. So, yep. Yeah. That was a great instant question. Thank you, Be Like Superman. Much appreciated. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, well, once again, we're at that time where mm -hmm. we run out of things to say about things we love. So, now we'll say thank you. Thank you again for stopping by. Thank you again for liking us. Thank you again for sharing us. If you do that, and if you don't, please do, because that's great. Hit that little bell so you get notified when, yeah, we, when yeah. our new and videos are And actually, like, up. do it so that it'll constantly notify you. Not casually notify you. Mm -hmm. Always notify you. Mm -hmm. Every single fucking time. Always get notified. And, and keep in mind that 
we want your opinion on our 50th episode. We want you to pick what we're going to talk about. Or just tell us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Anything. Anything at all. That too. Anything at all. We're Um, honestly right though. Even if we make errors, because I've made errors and I've watched videos and I went, oh, yeah, I fucked that one up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Point out errors. Point out You can make a list of how I butchered up all the names today. That's right. That's right. I am the name butcherer. But, but, if you don't just want to see us on YouTube, which you can, you can also see us on Facebook. Yeah. You can also uh, hear us on SoundCloud. Hello. You can also hear us on iTunes. Hello again. Uh, can you see us on iTunes, or is it just audio? It's all the audio. Okay. No beautiful faces uh, for but you. But you can also see us on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Spider-Man Far From Home Geek Pants Camcast. And, uh, well, Ken? Chris? That's it. That's it. It was uh, great talking to you. It was amazing. Today, in front of these people. It was amazing. It was amazing. Possibly also spectacular. Almost a web. Yes, almost a web of of, of ultimate ultimate geek pants. Yes, of ultimate geek pants. <laughs> a web of ultimate geek pants. There we go. Yeah. All right. These pancakes are delicious.